I say welcome? <laughs> I don't want to leave this in. I now. don't normally do this. I don't. I don't normally do this, but I'm gonna do you this. Start for off you. with facts every other episode. I know, but I don't say welcome. Well, this, you're welcome. Welcome to the uh, the episode fifty. No, no. <laughs> it's forty nine. <laughs> Uh, of the IFNZ I podcast, this is all standing. It's forty nine. I don't care. We're professionals. The only the IFNZ podcast, <laughs> the only podcast that asks you if you want to get drunk and play with rats. <laughs> I don't get anything. <laughs> this, this is weird. Um, so there's a new bar in San Francisco that's opened up uh, where you can go. A gay in, bar. Uh, I don't think it's necessarily specifically a gay bar. Just, just because uh, it's in San Francisco hey, doesn't mean hey. Um, it's 2019. <laughs> I mean, I mean, all bars are gay bars, aren't they? We're we're accepting of all. I know. Gotta so, be woke. Okay. So it's just a, it's just a I'm bar. I'm trying to do my it's, best. It's just I'm a doing bar. My damnedest. Just like we don't say white guys and black guys, we just say guys. No, we say white guys. Oh, and we black do. Guys. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Sorry. Um, there's a there's a bar in San Francisco where they have domesticated rats, and while you are drinking at the said bar. You can uh, play with a rat or two. That's stupid. If you're into that, why kind would of thing. you? Out of all things, why wouldn't you just have like a cat or dogs <laughs> or something more? Of, I just don't like rats. Um, it's called the rat bar. I mean, what else do you want from them? They're <sighs> just that's what they do. Valid point. This that's is a solid. I mean, that's a solid point to end this episode but, on. I think this should be a minute long episode. <laughs> that, that also raises to question. Like, I like your idea. You could totally have a dog bar. And just call oh, it, call the, it dog the, the dog bar, the dog bar, the dog bark, the dog bark, and uh, yeah. But you could totally do this kind of themed bar pop up kind of thing uh, with all kinds pop of up. yeah. We're just kind like of it's just gonna be there for a day. And then yeah, that's what it's, it's a pop up event where drinkers can hold, play, and run with the rats <laughs> because they don't have the proper licenses for it. <laughs> Probably not. They're just like we're gonna get shut down if we keep this going regularly. Um, yeah, according to the Guardian, I'll, I'll cite my source on this one. Um, we do have a, a rat-themed bar that pops up. Uh, so check out the rat bar if you're in San Francisco. It's and, fucking gross. And, uh, I mean, even if you're not into it, just, just do it. I mean, just in general. It do it for like, us. Hey, check out the rat bar. Do it for us and tweet at, uh, at IFNZ Podcast just so we can see pictures of it. If you don't mind, please. I would love to see that. You want to know something cool? You know I do. Uh, I only want to know cool things. Can I tell you something really, really interesting? Um they yeah. let O.J. Simpson on. have a Twitter. They haven't let him have a Twitter before? No, I mean, he's got a Twitter now. An official O.J. Simpson Twitter where he's posted videos of him out of jail. People. He's been out of jail, right? Or did he go in? He went in. For what? For like tax fraud or some shit? It, it has something to do with a, something that was going on uh, in a Vegas nightclub hotel thing. Uh, he did something that was like trashing the whole thing, and they got him on a bunch of other counts of different things. Hmm. And uh, they put him in jail for quite a while, but he's out now. And uh, he posted a couple of videos, and one of them was like, you know, I've been out, of, I've been in and out of jail and had a lot of different things go on in my life, but now I'm here. People can say whatever, have been able to say whatever they wanted to about me on Twitter for years. Now I'm here to set the record straight. You guys can ask me anything. I'm an open book. Oh, and boy. all kinds of stuff. But... It, the thing that I wanted to talk about about it was uh-huh. uh, let me open up ye old tw- ye old Twitter. Ye old Twitter said, "Why is this Cracker Barrel trending? <laughs> is it really?" And Adam Warlock. I don't. Did know. They announce Adam Warlock. Adam Warlock isn't he on uh, on Sci-Fi? Keanu Reeves is probably going to play Adam Warlock. Oh, that's a good so casting. That's, that's a good pull. 
That's somebody. He's got the hair. He does, but I mean, that's that would be that would be a cool character for him <laughs> to be. That is a that's a that's a yeah. We'll see. Uh, and I don't know why the Cracker Barrel's trending. See Cracker Barrel trending and expecting to have something to do with unprogressive shit. Okay, well, uh, anyway, <laughs> let me look up for OJ. He uh, the, the 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 comments that people are posting underneath these videos and things that he's been saying yeah. are just gold. It is, <laughs> it's a good time. Uh, OJ Simpson. Let's revisit this in just one second while I pull up his account. And uh, for the time being, why don't you tell us some newsy news? Um, so in in all of the uh, the news that has been hitting, one thing that stands out to me more than anything else is that Bret Hart, as in Bret the Hitman Hart, has been uh, set to star in a horror film alongside Corey Feldman called Tales from the Dead Zone. So, uh, yeah, if you're into Bret Hart and Corey Feldman, um, this is, I got the horror movie, a horror movie just for you. The horror movie? The horror movie. Tales from the Dead Zone. Um, I, I think you should check it out. I, I, I know that you're a ginormous WWE fan. And me? That, yeah, and that you're Brett, talking to me of this. Brett the Hitman Hart is your favorite wrestler. Um, no, no, uh, okay. No, I mean I used to watch WCW, then I watched WWF, and then and probably whenever I was in like seventh to eighth grade, I fell out of it hardcore. Oh, okay. But I do know and remember Brett the Hitman Hart very well. He's not my favorite wrestler. Though. Let me show you this movie poster. Okay, well I want to see it. <laughs> Um, Corey yeah. Feldman. Corey, the Corey Feldman, the one that wrote the music album not too long ago. Um, I don't, I don't, I haven't heard a, a music album. But oh, I'm, well, I'm, can I, I? I'm going to bring that up then in my my personal Slater, and we okay. can talk about that because Perfect. that's that's a there's a there's an adventure going. I'll on. Check that shit out. What's OJ up to? So OJ's got some uh, uh, some stuff that people posted under here. Let's read some of these. He's an older gentleman here. now. He is an older gentleman. That's him. This is the video I was talking about him outside of his home or whatever. Okay. Uh, somebody said OJ did nothing wrong. Great, now try to delete your account. It's as easy as putting on a glove. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, OJ. <laughs> oh wow! Look in the rear view. Those are the only followers that should be, that you should be following. You. Oh boy! Don't follow OJ. Uh, happy Father's Day to you, Juice. You're looking good. Glad you're on Twitter and now have a voice to respond to all those haters. Uh, a lot of people on the bandwagon. Uh, would you like to come guest on our podcast and set the record straight? People need to know the real OJ. We should do that. This is an open invitation for OJ Simpson. Sure. To fly to Southern Illinois and be on our podcast. I'm not going to say no. Only if he's in this room. I want him to sit between us. Yeah. OJ. I'll have to get a, a new Fans of the mixer. show, go to, it's at, at the real OJ32 is his uh, his full Twitter handle. Get him on the show. <laughs> I'll even I'll take Skype, but if he can be in this room, I'm cool with Even that. better, right? Yeah. What? Nothing like putting my wife and child in danger. <laughs> he's he's uh he didn't do it. You don't think so? I I have no clue. I don't have any opinion on this. Are you sure? Yes. You sounded like you did have one. No, I don't have any I I honestly don't have any opinion on this. Um someone who's running away from the police has something to hide, but that's all I know. I mean, you don't usually go on a chase if you're innocent of anything and everything, but I'd, I have no no actual knowledge and uh, no reason to comment on this. <laughs> People are murdered on here all the time, and folks get away with it. You should feel right at home. 
So why doesn't why is this his first Twitter outside of him just getting out of prison? I, I he just never had a Twitter. He's never had I mean, one. It's one of those things. Like uh, you said, they thing let sparked, him have it, so I didn't know what that meant. This controversy, and then like a day later during Father's Day, after he had posted uh, that that he made an account, made a video. Um, it went all over Twitter. It was viral, trending. I mean, it's still one of the most trending things too. Gotcha. But uh, another thing that happened was. Uh, Bill Cosby had a Twitter that was made for him. I don't think he was the actual oh, one that I tweeted see. on it. Yeah, like it was just for promotional like, reasons. Yeah, and he had a stand-up special that was on Netflix at one point in time. I think. Oh, I don't know. Um, this was years ago, but it was on there, and I saw a promotional thing for it. But they made a thing under Bill Cosby's Twitter, and it was a video of him a long time ago, mm-hmm. and it was like Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there from the original TV dad. Oh, yeah. And everybody just fucking tore it to shit. <laughs> like, as soon as it was just like, why do you think O.J. Simpson had a thing, now you have to speak up and have, like, somebody say something about Happy Father's Day for you? <laughs> like, you're going to try and be put into a positive light now all of a sudden, and just people ripping the fucking shit out of him. I have to say, um, I'm, I'm you not... You think he a- did it? I'm not 100% sure about uh, where this is at, but if you notice, if you pay attention to the streaming services, the Cosby show has now slowly made its way back onto Amazon Prime with nobody saying a fucking word. That's okay. It's, I will say. But everybody was like, at that and Roseanne, they were like distancing themselves, like, we're not going to carry this show anymore, and they're just going to slowly ease back in, and everybody's going to watch it without saying a word because they don't want to be criticized for it, but so they want to watch stay, that show. We'll take a hard stance on this, and this is going to be unpopular to a certain extent. I feel like, in my mind, I've always been the type of person that does the separating the artist from the art. Sure, absolutely. I agree. So, like, the Cosby show as a medium in general is still good, wholesome family TV viewing even though the guy that was on there was a shitbag yeah. same thing with michael jackson he was a fucking musical pop icon genius mm-hmm. but maybe he did a little kid or two he's, he's not a great person but he wrote good music yeah and no <laughs> and on the michael jackson side of things nobody he's not been convicted right and it's hard to convict a dead man <laughs> yeah but he was never convicted while he was alive right yeah. and all of the shit that's come out recently i've got a lot to say about you do? I, I do have a lot to say about it mm. that we don't need to this get into. This is going to be a political show. But uh, I just feel like I, I will. I feel like that the, the, just this topic of conversation, not the topic of conversation. Just art but just, versus just, artists. Yes. I feel like that's such still hot button to a certain extent. Sure. And I just, I don't know why. I feel like my take on it is not the in the majority. A lot of people are just going to shit on the person because that's PC. That's what you need to say. It's, that's it's what popular. you need to do. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not. It's not necessarily true. I mean, there were other people other than Bill Cosby that wrote on the Cosby show mm-hmm. that wrote this script. It's the same thing as Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. If something horrible come out from horrible came out from Will Smith, which probably would never happen, but Will Smith rapes a bunch of people. Not, not happened. <laughs> did not happen. But that doesn't mean that this show had to get absolutely condemned because he's the front face front runner of the show those people wrote this show years prior to anything that probably even happened prior to knowledge of anything that went on and it doesn't mean that their art medium that they showed isn't just still a good time and a good family wholesome show well and you're also saying that that's the only person that mattered on that show you're you're taking money away from all the other people that have worked hard to to make that show at that point in time and that deserved that recognition. I mean, uh, like Theo, he didn't do anything wrong. Who? Theo, Who's Cosby Theo? Show. Oh yeah, yeah. Like 
He's, yeah. he's a good dude. And like, I didn't know where we were going. I was still thinking of Fresh <laughs> Prince. I was like, who's Theo? Is it Malcolm Jamal Warner, maybe? I don't know. Um, yes. But, uh, is. Is yeah, yeah, yep. uh, and uh, like, he didn't do anything wrong. And why should he suffer a payday because of somebody else? And also, artists have been shitty people for hundreds and thousands, literally thousands of years. The artists have been shitty people who do crazy things because they're eccentrics who have to perform for people and you have to be in a certain mindset and sometimes that mindset makes you do fucked up things and that's not an excuse for people doing fucked up things but don't be surprised when people do fucked up things that have to make you laugh 24-7. It's just, it's history. It's gonna happen. Have I told you I loved you recently? No, but I love you too. I love you. (laughs) Let's talk about news that's uh, not gonna spark people potentially hating us i like it i like it we're gonna draw a line on the sand and maybe there's there will be some people who will like us more i drew the line in the sand with my dick you guys (laughs) are just gonna have to deal with it (laughs) you're either Uh, with me or against me (laughs) uh the uh star wars jedi fallen order is getting a comic prequel series now really yeah that's news I didn't know. Yes, and now you do. I like um, it. It's called Dark Temple, so it's going to be Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order Dark Temple. I don't know how many extra titles Palpatine's we need asshole. on the backside of this thing, but there's like... <laughs> it's getting stacked. This is what all of the new Star Wars things are going to be from now on, because they don't want to call it just Star Wars, because it'll be considered the Skywalker saga, so they're going to have 900 subtitles is that on there. Gonna, I mean, like, I feel like... They're going to end up just calling it KOTOR, right? Like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. They're not going to add in another acronym to it, so. right? And you the, hope they do? I hope there's going to be like another, like, there's going to be another, like, subtitle they, I, to they're it. They're never going to call, I feel like they would never call Episode 1, would they? No. To I, coincide with it? They, they will could just call make it KOTOR it Episode 1, maybe. I didn't know. Like no, They would no, do, no. like, Star Wars, Star Wars Episode 1 Knights of the Old Republic, because this yeah. is starting a new saga. You know, and then that would almost be like, are they if they call it that, they're going to have to go back and all call episode four Star Wars: The Skywalker, Skywalker Saga, Saga episode, episode four, four yeah. <laughs> New Hope. <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. It's like a fucking emo band That's title for want, a yeah. song. It is. It is. Uh, they are just going to employ Claudio Sanchez from Coed and Cambria to write all their write all their titles. But uh, November fifteenth, we are getting that pre. We're starting the five issue miniseries prequel. When does this game come out? Jedi Fallen Order. November. November. Okay, yeah, so maybe I don't remember the exact date. I want to say the beginning of November. So this is weird that they're going to put that prequel out after the due date, or at least coinciding with the due date, um, instead of before it. Um, I would I would like to see a prequel before the actual story comes out. That way I can know what's going on ahead of time. Give me a little bit of uh, lead in. November fifteenth. So fifteenth is yeah. uh, when. Oh wait, back up. I lied. If I would read the full article. The miniseries launches in September, so it sounds okay. like the five... So we will get a prequel leading up to this, We'll at least get an issue. I don't know if they're going to do this weekly. It doesn't say weekly or not, but it would be cool if they did a weekly miniseries. I feel like, this whole, like that's what we said before. Like, it's going to be... If they did something like that, we would mm-hmm. have a weekly comic book miniseries leading up to the release of that. Yeah, it's like and they're that doing would with like coincide with the releasing of Mandalorian, Mandalorian which, which is, is going weekly. to lead up to... The final like to, week yeah, is going to release Rise then, of Skywalker. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. So it'll be like literally all of fall is nothing but fucking Star Wars. I'm okay with it. I am too. From September on, literally I, every episode we're going to be talking about just, September is just going to be it's the weekly Star, Star Wars. <laughs> we're just going to have to rename the podcast IFNZ colon the Star Wars show colon episode <laughs> one. <laughs> nice. Uh, I have uh, some more fun news. 
All right. Did you see in the news that uh, Justin Bieber challenged Tom Cruise to a UFC this match? Is a, this is a weird thing that has become a, a thing, an internet sensation. I don't understand this. Um, so, yeah, he shouted Tom Cruise out on Twitter. Showed up. I don't think that Tom Cruise ever responded. Actually, he has not responded out of the of people today, that did respond was Conor McGregor, a actual UFC person, who said that he would willingly fight Justin Bieber at any given point in time that he wanted to fight kind of a thing. Which <laughs> I don't, I don't think anybody should take up on Nobody that. wanted to do That's that. Not he was just idea. like, no, I'm not, I'm not yeah. challenging somebody I know that could beat my ass. I, yeah. I think... I feel like Tom Cruise could still beat Justin Bieber's ass. I think that would be almost maybe a fair match. Yeah, I mean, I would be. It would. I don't. I mean, I'm not going to watch anybody fight because I don't give a shit. But I. That would be an interesting one to hear about if somebody's like, "Hey, this happened." Um, it would, but it's weird. And then it sparked like a whole like people challenging people that are so many years away apart from each other. Um, it just is weird. Apparently, in uh, recent news, news this is 11 hours ago. Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber fight could happen. Present UFC president Dana White said that it's all open for possibility and that they would do it. So, like, they would so they would sponsor the. I mean, event. that's 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 like. Of course, why would that? They? Literally, would probably be the biggest UFC fight that anybody like. People that never have ordered pay per view will order pay per view to watch this yeah. fucking thing. That would be like us saying, like we we definitely would accept OJ Simpson coming on the podcast. No shit, we would accept it. It's gonna like why would we turn that down? Why would UFC say no? We don't want these two people to fight, and we would sponsor it. Of course they would. It's just uh, it's just good pop. Uh, what is it? I'm looking for the tweet. Publicity. Uh, yeah, good publicity. Uh, I want Justin Bieber said I want to challenge Tom Cruise to fight in the octagon. Tom, if you don't take this fight, you're scared, and not you are that you're scared. You why oh you are scared, and you will never live it down. Who is willing to put on the fight at Dana White? <laughs> so he did he get hacked? Is he on the drugs? I don't know. I it seems like um, not. Something that someone would, in their right mind, would tweet out. But, I mean, it is <laughs> Twitter. Guy, Tom Cruise was an, actually an all-state wrestler in high school and has been training for over 30 years. You can't eat a burrito correctly. Sit down, Biebs. <laughs> I don't get that. What, did he eat a burrito wrong at one point in time? I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe there was a picture of him deep-throating a burrito or something. If you lose, you got to become a Scientologist, though. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What else you got for so me? So there's, uh, there's been some more talks about the Final Fantasy VII remake um, that it will be also releasing for, as you could guess, PlayStation 5. Um, yeah. It will be going for that. And they are definitely still talking about it being a... It is, a, a, it a, is episodic. Episodic. Yeah. But um, the first episode alone is going to take up two Blu-ray discs. That's bizarre. Yeah, I read this that. This game is going to be fucking huge. But it's just a chunk of the original storyline. Like, it's those two Blu-ray discs isn't even half of... It's, that's what I meant. Like, it's going to get to a point to where whatever data disc they're going to have for a PlayStation 5 yeah. is probably going to be one disc. But this is going to be so big as far as graphic... Yeah. Like, just graphically impressive that they're going to have to consume like all the cutscenes and shit that's gonna have to be separated on discs. They're gonna have to put more than a terabyte hard drive in the PlayStation 5. I almost think that this is probably one of the first, if not the first, games of this generation to be multiple discs like this for one thing. Yeah. I because think I you're know right. like Xbox three sixty still had some games that were multiple discs. Mm -hmm. Like I think Rage was the first Rage. Um I know Lost Odyssey was that game was fucking four discs long. But wow. um 
But yeah, I think I'm pretty sure this is like one of the first games, if not the first one, to be a multiple disc on a fucking Blu-ray disc of all things. Yeah, that's that's that's, that's a wild. lot of fucking data. Yeah, so I'm I'm even more excited for this. March is our is our release date, I think, right? On the first yes. section of this, yes, like March twentieth or something yeah. crazy like that. Um, so that's that's exciting. I'm I'm pumped up for this uh, for this Final Fantasy seven. Now considering that it's gonna be a completely new take on it's gonna be the the guts of it, the heart of it's still gonna be the same, but it sounds like they're building the world around it. And is this gonna be kind of the first? And uh, no, it's not because uh, like Final Fantasy ten and then ten two, all of that's like still with those the are same just re- world. yeah, those are just remasters. This is still technically two no, is an ex- extension of the story though. It is an extension. I mean, like are you talking about graphically like remasters no, no, no. reworked? I'm just talking about like. Is this the first time that we're really expanding on a game's world of Final Fantasy? I mean, they're not going to go way, way too far out of the wheelhouse, apart from stuff that we already have known. Because they've done, like, Advent Children was the thing, what happens after Final Fantasy VII. That's a movie. That's right. I forgot about um, that. Yeah. And they've had some stuff that's tied into it that was, like, prequel events that not, not, not that's been released in the game, but I think even comics at one point in time in oh. manga that talks about... That's right. There is, there is seven manga. Uh, Cloud's time in the military, leading up to him being a freelancer type of like a what are they, what are they called? Uh, uh, like a mercenary. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Whenever he meets up with Barrett, and he becomes like a mercenary ah. in the mercenary group and stuff that happens at the beginning, whenever mm-hmm. they're going into the factory and stuff. Yes. Um, so is this is this by far probably the most expanded Final Fantasy story of all? Probably that not. I would say thirteen. Thirteen had three separate games oh, to separate true. upon. I forgot it. about that. Yeah. And they had thirteen, thirteen, two, and then the lightning returns. I think was the last one. The thirteen okay. three. Basically, it didn't call it thirteen three though. I don't know why. But that was the. Th- it was the that third was those part three of that three thing. separate games that were all enveloped in the same world. I gotcha. And I, honestly, probably the least popular of all of the right? Final the- Fantasy franchises, <laughs> which is weird. But yeah, they really they dive in pretty deep. Yeah, fifteen. It's getting quite, and a it's bit still of... got like two more big DLC coming out. Yeah. in the in the coming year. Yeah, and uh, which I is weird. Like, they that. put so much, so much money into that, like yeah. getting big name actors to be voice cast. Yeah, in different segments of it and everything. The movie, the King's Glaive movie, yeah. they did a whole fucking movie with it and everything too. I started playing it. I I like it. It seems good. It just seems like it's a it's a slow starter. For it sure. very much is, and I think that's what killed a lot of people. I probably put 10 hours into it, and it just stopped completely. Really? Not that I wasn't interested in it. It was cool, but it was just so slow. Yeah. Even, like, the mechanic of having your vehicle that you drive around mm-hmm. in to get from place to place, it didn't really it's speed still to make up, up anything. It's it just, it just so slow. I don't, I don't know why. It's You get to think of, like, story and level exploration, to me, in a Final Fantasy game, which is might be somewhat of an unpopular opinion. I don't know. I mean, to me, I feel like 10 is like a penultimate version of what a Final Fantasy exploration Agreed. should be. Yeah. It is very linear in segments of things, but your the semi-openworldness that you yeah. have to kind of find different hidden things, special battles, you know, bosses mm-hmm. that aren't like, like hidden bosses and shit too that you can find throughout the game. Um, whenever you finally get to the Xanarkand, that's where you can like grind up to, before Absolutely. you do the big fight yep. to Zane because it's so huge and so open. Mm-hmm. And that's where you can get like most of your Ultima weapons for characters and stuff too is in that area. So you could probably spend 20, 30 hours just in that one fucking yes. area and still finding new content. So I just felt like that was, to me, like one of the better, more well-done versions of how to do a Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. 
Plus, I've always loved Tin Story. It's Tin's not great. Not my favorite. I still think, which also is unpopular opinion. I think story wise, Eight's my favorite. I love story. I love yeah. Eight's story. I love I love yeah. Leon as a character. It has like the gun blade's one of the coolest weapons ever. It's fucking rad. Just saving up like the Buster thing for it and like hitting your enemy and then him just like rapid firing mm-hmm. the shit at him and stuff. It's awesome. What's well, cool in the little bit that you see it in Kingdom Hearts? So yeah, I can't imagine yeah. like. I'm I'm excited that they're doing that port. I'm I'm gonna. I think that's what people it. were so excited about whenever they showed that trailer for the online Final Fantasy 14. Yeah, they showed the Shadowbringers. I think is what it's called, the new expansion that's coming that out word, this yeah. year. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the trailer for Shadowbringers, that's like the first time you actually get to see it. People were freaking out in the audience on the square stage because there's a character that's in there that's fighting with a gun blade, and you like swings a couple times and shoots, and everybody's nice. just like, "Oh my god, fucking gun blades <laughs> in our game." Yeah. I was just like, that'd be cool. Especially if it wasn't just... Because that one looked like Leon's. And I was like, it'd be cool if we could see different iterations. Different versions of it, yeah. Like one that even... like It could be like a double-barreled shotgun mm-hmm. with a big sword out of it or something. Cool, just like give you different cool Barrels guns. on either side of yeah. it. That'd be cool. It would be really neat just yeah. to see that. Um, we'll go ahead and talk about Because I started talking about this last episode. And I said I, I would uh, I would dive a little bit deeper into it. But Destiny 2's... Um, stuff that we didn't talk about. They we now know what the f- next expansion is coming out in September. Um, I, th- I can't remember what the date is. I want to say, s- yeah, seventeenth. Okay, um, and they have some other content coming through. So, sorry, I hit yeah. your knee. Uh, so, Destiny is going to go free to play. They're on their own now, independent. Yeah, and they have a lot of stuff that's changed because of this. Anymore. They so they got rid of Blizznet. They got they're not paired with Activision anymore since the separation. Yeah. So this is something that's new and exciting to me. So they're gonna rename Destiny 2's vanilla campaign and it also is it's basically what you get with it. It's called Destiny 2 New Light. It's gonna be the whole main first story mission, like the big story for mm-hmm. Destiny Two. Like when you when it first came out and you bought the disc. Yes. Kind of thing. That whole game, free to play. Just mm-hmm. download it, get it. And you basically get the first two expansions, the uh, the uh, Osiris expansion and the Warmind expansion. Those all come free inside of the New Light package. Um, you can still play Strikes, uh, Raids, and other th- content that comes and even explore areas that came with Forsaken and all of these other new seasons that we had, including like the new one that's going on right now, like Seasons of Opulence. Dang. You can play those things for free, but you do not get to know any of that story. Oh. To get the story content and other special weapons and stuff like that, you would have to buy the game's expansions or mm-hmm. the season pass or annual pass, whatever they want to fucking call it. Um, so this is going to coincide with the exact same day that the new expansion comes out which is called Shadowkeep is going to bring us back to the moon which we haven't been to since Destiny 1 that's kind of the theme here they're slowly incorporating a lot of other worlds and new areas of these worlds that we've seen from Destiny 1 like in the Warmind expansion they brought back Mars we've been to Mars we've been to the Hellas Basin in Mars in the first game and explored a lot of it but mm-hmm. this is like a whole new chunk of Mars um, which is where the where Warmind takes place. Uh, we finally get to go to Mercury on the Osiris expansion, which you've never really explored in Destiny 1 at all. You only get to go there one time, and it's kind of few and far in between. It's almost like they're, they're giving you all of the all of the maps from Destiny 1 slowly and expanding yes. them out. So it's not so even the, the parts of the riddle maps. That's one of the theories that might happen is they were saying that when they're trying to merge these worlds back, that they're thinking that a lot of people are saying anyway that down the road we're going to get 
the moon map that we'll get from Shadowkeep, which will be a whole new area, which mm-hmm. all this stuff, like when you go to Mars, it's a whole new area. Yeah. A lot of people are saying that they think that maybe down the road they're going to get the Destiny 1 map that you were at on and Mars. Replay. And that. And you basically can have like this whole huge world to explore. Yeah. And whenever you go to a world, you're basically playing like not content from Destiny 1, but you're exploring the areas from Destiny 1 and from Destiny 2 merged together. So a lot of people are thinking that that might be what they're doing since they're bringing back all this old content. Yeah. It would, well, and you had, had at one point had talked about the potential of, of Destiny 2. Like, is there going to be a Destiny 3 or are they just going to make Destiny 2 just Destiny See, I want, yeah, like forever? And that's, that's what I mean. I wonder if it. they're just going to drop the numbers eventually and just call it fucking Destiny or yeah. give some kind of a subtitle to it for whatever new content they put out and just make it. It's like World of Warcraft at this point. Yeah. World of Warcraft's never changed. It's been World of Warcraft, Azeroth. That's true. You know, yeah. World of Warcraft, uh, Pandora. Yeah. You know, whatever new things out, and that's what it's called at the time. Yeah. I wonder if they're going to do that and just drop the the number. And then Destiny One just becomes a a storyline or a yeah. mission that you could. That would be cool if you could do it. If a you sin- incorporate like, it, and you could basically merge one, two, and then all of the new content they have in yeah. the future, and make it just like a MMO. That'd like awesome. in that sense, because it kind of is. Yeah. And make it just one big, massive, overarching world. We talked about this when we were talking about E3. Is like I, I love the idea of like an all-in-one, like the mm-hmm. Star Wars, Skywalker Saga, Lego games. It's like, mm-hmm. give me one game that I can play every fucking thing I want that's to just in a, that that's one thing. MMO mentality of yeah. things. It's what they've done with WoW, and that's why that's why it works. such a popular format yeah. for things. And that's I think that this is such, it's really ripe ground for that potential it, it, it's it's right there for it um so shadow keeps going to take place on the moon this is all going to be focused uh on what what's coming down the pike that a lot of people have anticipated there's a there's a new threat that's on the horizon what people were speculating might be coming in destiny 3 or a future expansion um a character that was uh part of the vanguard the good guys um, in there is coming back. Her name's Eris Morn. She's kind of like a mistress. She knows everything about the about the darkness. She knows everything about the hive and all these weird dark creatures. Yeah, and evil in general. And she's been gone since the beginning of Destiny Two. Nobody. This is the first time she's come back. Basically, this spired castle. I guess the Shadow Keep comes out of the ground on Mar on uh, on the moon. And it's full of nightmares, is what she says. And it's almost basically like evil itself, which is the darkness. It's kind of what people think this is going to take place. We have the light from the Traveler that is like the penultimate light. It gives the Guardians their powers. It gives everybody you know life and everything. And they think that whenever everything happened at the end of the storyline in Destiny 2, where the light came back across the universe, you see these ships at the very end of the storyline. They almost look like pyramids in a way. Mm-hmm. And it, like they light up and they like awaken because of the light touching them, and they start flying towards the universe. Like uh. So people are thinking the dark Darkness is on the horizon. They're on the march trying to get to where the light is because they want to snuff out the light. Gotcha. They want the whole universe to be nothing that's shrouded in darkness. So they think that this is like the darkness kind of starting to swallow up and getting closer and closer to Earth. Gotcha. So these nightmares come back to life, and these nightmares are reimagined versions of mo- like massive bosses that we've fought before. So... You get Gaul, who's the boss, uh, the main bad guy from Destiny 2's main story. Yeah. You'll get uh, Crota, who is like one of the main bad guys from Destiny 1 coming back. The Taken King from Destiny 1. Other like fan favorite people that you fought before all coming back as nightmares or uh, dark versions of them. 
So they're going to reincorporate this into the new story and have these like nightmare versions of these people come back mm-hmm. and reintroduce old boss fights that was from like original game all the way up to boss fights that you've done now, including even more new people That's that they're cool. going to add in too that you'll see. Like this might have something like this guy who's the herald of darkness or something like the the person that's like the darkness is here and blah 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 now you have to kill me whatever you know yeah not like the main guy but like a herald of them or something but that's like what the shadow keep is supposed to be about so when that comes out on the 17th you're going to have shadow keep out uh you'll be able to get i think it has a season pass or an annual pass that you can get with it i think it's 60 dollars for everything altogether I think 35 for the game itself for the expansion and then you pay the 60 and you're covered for an entire year's worth of content basically. Nice. Um so any other new expansions come out, new updates, all kinds of stuff, you you're get on all it. kinds of shit. Um and then also that's the same exact day that new lights going to take effect too. So nice. as soon as that day pops up, you'll be able to automatically switch on and play the game for free if cool. you don't own it already. So re-download it and you can play all kinds of cool new shit. It's going to open up the world to like a whole bunch of new players and it makes me excited for that. I might have to try it out. The other thing that I'm excited for is cross-save features. So the cross-save features will allow you to take your character from one console and port it over to the next using cross-save on Bungie.net. That's Uh, going to open it up on there too. I see what you're talking about. So, in theory with this, because it's going to be multi-platform cross-save, Sony has actually agreed to it which means that if I took my character that I've made from Xbox, mm-hmm. I could use the cross-save on Bungie, put it on PlayStation, and, play with and I could play with you on PlayStation. Play with me, Danny. Or play with me. if I wanted to play with some friends on PC, I could take that same character, put this cross-save, make it enacted, and then cool. put it onto PC and play that character with all that stuff and get new loot and stuff from my character still on PC version of the game. And it's all, it's all stays with your all character. All encompassing so. and everything's on there and you could still upgrade that's your character cool. and play with your friends and stuff on any platform now, basically. That's exciting. So this is all stuff that's coming out September 19th. And like I said, it's it's big to me because Destiny has been such a thing. huge thing and I've, I've loved that game. It's it's my it's my go-to for repetitive play. One of these days I might get into it. I've tried, I've started one a couple of times to try I, to... I will suggest to you, you should try to get into it on September 17th. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got two because it was part of like the PS Plus at one point in time. You could go uh, through most like of the, the vanilla base. campaign, but I mean, once this hits, yeah, you can. I don't know if you'll have to re-download it or it'll automatically just turn just into new turn light. Turn it into new light, huh. but you'll have even more content. You'll get basically two expansions on there for free. That's you crazy. can keep trying, and I think that I feel like I gotta play through one. I don't know why. I mean, I, I know why because I'm a completionist, and I feel yeah, like I've got to. It's just like the story and the lore of things. Yeah. I mean, the lore is. It's hard for people to get into, and that's what I, that's what really sucks. Because, like, I'm as far as this You're game, these games, I am very emerged with the lore. <laughs> I love the fucking lore. It's so rich. I bought the the grimoire of the first. Uh, it's basically what's the equivalent of like the Bible to Destiny, mm-hmm. and their Bungie actually made it. It's the people that wrote the stories for the games and know all the stuff about yeah. the lore. And they're making uh, a grimoire volume two coming out. And it's basically all-encompassing story, talking about the birth of the universe, talking about... That's um, the Bible, ver- Volume 2? Mm-hmm. Is that like Old Testament, New Testament? Or is it Maybe. like if they had like the Bible, Volume 2? I don't know. Could you imagine what the Bible, Bible the what? sequel is? <laughs> First Keanu, <laughs> <laughs> Chapter 3. <laughs> yes! That's amazing. Uh, but I think this one actually goes all the way up through most of the story from Destiny One and has some of the middle ground. What happens between two and and two and or one and two, and then is it the worth a read one. instead of doing instead the reads of playing really one? Cool. It reads 
kind of like a Bible because it has like verses written from oh. hive lords, like yeah. evil hive lords and stuff in it. And then you'll have verses written from uh, ancient guardians, like guardians that have died like thousands of years ago, like the first wave of guardians that you'll learn about and stuff. And, uh, you know, how mankind fell. Yeah. You know, the death of mankind, why the travelers here to protect what's left of them and stuff. And it dives deep into everything. And I think it's really cool as far as lore goes. And you get some of that from Destiny 1. But the bad part about it is that they have in Destiny 1, they have these things called Grimoire cards. And that's where your lore is at. You basically find these Grimoire cards throughout the game. Mm-hmm. And you can go into like the menus and read through them. But it's nothing that's uh... actually told to you. You're just basically going through and reading that way. I feel like this is a more definitive way of it's like a better getting way to your get that old lore versus, you know what I mean, like actually going through and reading all the shit in the game. But hmm. the first story is good. I mean, yeah. all the content from Destiny 1 is great, but it's, 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 it would be worth it, I guess, going through the vanilla campaign. There's a lot, a lot of story content that you would miss out on if you didn't also buy the expansions with it. Oh, that so you've got, you got to put a lot of hours into it. Yeah, I mean, not a lot of hours, but I mean, like, your first story you could probably finish in like eight to ten hours, like the main, oh, okay. main vanilla campaign. I could do eight to ten, and then probably another four to five for the Taken King story, and then same thing for Rise of Iron. And they're all important to kind of the yeah. The it's, it's, story. it's what leads up to everything that you'll see in two, and how your guardian's journey kind of goes along through it. Too. I got you. They've got that collection that you can buy, like yeah. for Destiny One. That's like got all all the I think major that's expansions. Even on sale I too. Like it used to be sixty dollars flat out for that. Yeah. I think it's like only forty now. Hmm. But you can get like that and all the DLC yeah. and just play through. And all their servers are still online. I mean, it's all online. There's people that get online and still play. Do you play when you play the main story? Are you involved with other people? No, you're just in. You're you in mission be. mode. You can be if you wanted to. Like but if, if I, I just if wanted I got to... Destiny One on on. PS4. You could do a co-op. I could do missions. co-op with you and do it in the missions that That's way. That's kind of cool. But it, the story is. It's not couch it's co-op designed, though, is it? No. No, it's just no, online. It's online. That's gotcha. the whole point. You have to have you have to have online service to play this game in the first place. Ah. Because gotcha. it incorporates and encourages people to be in your universe. Yeah. There's no just like offline multi like offline single player. But you could go through the whole like the actual story, the base the base story missions of destiny yeah and you don't have to enter out with people if you don't want to i mean it's the stories are designated to level your character as you go along and uh help you get new gear new weapons exotic stuff um and it's it's cool i like it speaking of shadow keep you remember the game shadow gate yes what uh, would they come on pc was it on pc yeah the uh, why did i think that was on nintendo didn't we used to play that on emulator uh, maybe Shadow Gate. Maybe it was uh, an NES, but I'm not sure. Maybe I remember. I remember you and I both sitting around a computer and playing uh, an emulator of Shadow Gate, and we had to. It's uh, on available on Steam. What? When did it originate on NES? It is NES. NES. It's also on 3DS. Oh my goodness! You can get it on a 3DS and take it with you. I want to play it. Um, I don't even. I remember us really having a hard time finding a key or some shit. Oh yeah, and well, I don't think we got very far. In and it. uh, it's a hard game. I just have fond memories of of sitting there playing with it with you guys. So maybe that looks oh, cool. They updated it too. Yeah, they did. Oh, for Switch. It's gonna come. It's gonna come out for Switch on a remaster. When? I don't know. Tell me. Find it now. Shadowgate for Nintendo. Oh my gosh! Switch. Click on it. Maybe it's already out. 
Can Maybe. I play it tonight? Yes, it is. Twenty five ninety nine. That is a lot of money, That's but a, it is a remaster. It is. So a, it's a it, nice it, it looks remaster. a lot prettier than what it used wow. to. That dragon looks dope. It looks like it's hand painted. Yeah. Look at that. That's fucking wow. rad. Wow. Yeah. That looks dope. I don't think we ever got out of the room you start in. No, we got past it. I think we eventually found the key, but it's hard as shit. <laughs> it's like it's like mist on crack. <laughs> Because that game was hard to find out that like certain puzzles to advance in the game, and you really didn't know where to start whenever you land when yeah. you were on the island. But yeah, th- that was like well, shit. Yeah. I might have to check that out. I'm in. I'm in. Shadowgate will be mine at some point. Cool. Um, we'll say it's your palm. It, it might be. Oh, it palm. just it, the remaster just came out April 11th. Wow. So it's new. I'm glad we brought this up. Nice. It might be my palm. We'll see. We'll see how the night goes. Um, so, I how much it is on Steam? If it's the same, if it's cheaper, I would play through it on PC. Play it on PC. Yeah, I agree. It's probably not too much different than the point-and-click setup that it was before, or the Steam fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, I was gonna say or the Steam port. Even if it's not a remaster, that'd be kind of fun to. That'd be cool to play. Just like play the original. Old is that the remaster though? That's on Steam. I'm trying to see. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It is. Definitely is. But it looks that's cool neat. live motion though. Still. Yeah. I'm in. Very okay. positive reviews on Steam. Point cool. and click adventure, like like it. It was on. It wasn't straight up point and click though. Before you had to type out shit and you had to use the arrow keys to move yes. around and stuff. So yeah, this is, they made this basically more like Mist in the long run. Nice. To I'm not. From, I'm not super familiar with Mist. That's the first game that uh, one of the first games I think Bungie ever made. Bungie, oh, yeah? like Halo Bungie. Yeah, the Halo and Destiny. Mm-hmm. That's that's their their baby. Right on. From back in the day, they made that and then they made. Another game that was basically a precursor to to Halo, like a long time ago. I think it was, what is it called? A marathon. That's the name of the game. It's like a precursor. Is it a long game? Marathon. Yeah. Nah. No. Nah. I don't think so. No. Is it a running game? Like you had like no, a sight bike, looks, but it's it just looks, a runner. It looks like. Uh, How boring would that? It looks like be? Doom in a way, like oh, old okay. school graphics. Like you have to See? like it's a sight bike, but you're just a runner, and you just have to like. The point of the game is to finish the marathon. <laughs> but you can see, like, it's, like, basically it was a precursor. Like, it was very Doom-esque, but this is a precursor to, like, what would eventually be their baby to transform into okay. Halo down the road. Not anything yeah. tied to it. Has nothing to do with Halo and the world or anything. Yeah, for sure. That's what kind of bled into making Halo. I gotcha. I desperately want us to make our first IFNZ game called Marathon, and you just hit... <laughs> The A button or the X button or whatever. A bunch. Over and over again, and that's your pace that you're running on, and you have to do that for the extent of a marathon. So it's like if a marathon, what's, I don't know, it's like 24 miles or something. 26.2. So then, like, you're doing it for however many hours that takes to do 26.2. That's a lot of time. Like, you're just sitting there fucking clicking, and you can't save in the middle of it. (laughs) That's a horrible idea. Hey, uh, Burger King has got a new burger. Thank God. Um, it's called the Upside Down Whopper, and it's for Stranger, for Stranger things. things. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> and it's uh, literally just they package the burger upside, it's just upside down, down the wrong yep. way. <laughs> they just package it upside down. It um, doesn't cost any different. It doesn't cost yeah. anything different. Um, but yeah, and any participating BK Lounge locations will get you uh, the Upside Down Burger. Dope. Yes. Uh, what was I going to talk about next? Oh, let's talk about the stadia. They announced some more stuff about Google Stadia, and we never oh, yeah? really emphasized on it. Uh, it was like a little bit of a precursor to E3 whenever it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's actually set to launch this November. Uh, they they showed cased a lot of things. They they actually got uh, the okay from Bungie. So when New Light happens and everything, you will be able to play 
uh, that on Stadia. So through nice. your Chromecast and everything like that too. And that's all stream, right? That's it's all stream and it's all 4K if you run on, I think the, it's it has to be 25 megabytes or more per second more. Okay. And that's gotcha. your like, you can be at 4K at 60 frames a second if you have a stream that's like that you're, it's Which constantly that. Common internet is like closer to 50 now. Yeah. Is that that's that's your typical, you pay like 50 for 50 kind yeah. of a thing. Um, the cool thing about this is that, and what I have renewed hope for is anyway, uh-huh. that the servers on this is basically through Google, and it's almost like you're paying for uh, you to have your own server, in a sense, oh. if, if you kind of think of it that way. Because Google's the, got, like, the most most servers most, out of any yeah, company. Absolutely. And, and I feel like they're powerful enough and fast enough that it might be a pretty reliable service. Definitely way more than what Sony has for PlayStation now. Mm-hmm. But... I, it makes me excited to at least try it out if they have a good trial period or maybe a reduced cost at first. Do you have to buy um, any hardware for this? No. That's what, the thing. When it's they just sell, coming out of like an yeah. app on a TV or, a, uh, or like you said. The app on a, the TV or what they package uh, with it at launch anyway is going to be like if you buy the developer's kit, you get I think like six months of the service. You get the controller that they're doing with it, the Stadia mm-hmm. controller, and they give you a Chromecast Ultra, the 4K Ultra gotcha. Chromecast okay. with it. And that's kind of what it's going to be powered through for. Did the did the Chromecast still just dangle off of the HDMI? It can. The Chromecast Ultra actually has a dedicated like a uh, dedicated Ethernet port in it that oh, you can plug into it directly. So you could do a direct line instead yeah. of a Wi-Fi. But it's actually which I which is weird to me, but um, that I like it because I we use the Chromecast Ultra in the living room for our TV. Yeah. And uh, the Chromecast Ultra is plugged in through Ethernet, and it's actually at the patch where you would plug it into power. It's not in the back of the device, hmm. so it actually feeds through that way up the cable into the into the device. So I have everything like hardwired instead of just relying on Wi-Fi. Definitely. So that definitely makes me feel a, a more little secure bit more connection. secure about yeah. actually using Stadia. But it's nine dollars a month uh, as far as the price point goes for your mm-hmm. monthly cost and everything. Um, some of the launch titles, I'll look up some here in a sec. I know Destiny 2, I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think like it's all third-party stuff, though, right? They're not, they don't have any exclusives. They do not have any exclusive. Everything's tied in through uh, through different people that they have a set on it. I got you. Uh, I'll scroll down, and I'll see some of it. But, yeah. but with that now, membership. Now, once they've got, they announced, uh, it was like coinciding kind of with it. Um, that's their controller, if you've not seen it before, really, in person. Yeah. Um, but the the... I forgot what the yeah the founders edition comes with this controller. It's like the blue with the, uh, the that's orange the, underlay the dev kit that you were kind of yeah. talking about. One hundred twenty nine dollars. It comes with the controller itself. Comes with I think six months worth of Stadia service. That's cool. Um, comes with the uh, the Chromecast Ultra, which in of itself, I mean that package is pretty worth it because you got a sixty dollar price point almost on just the six months of service. Yep. The the, the controller the, itself, I think, is like fifty or 50 sixty retail, bucks. Yeah. I think. And then your Chromecast Ultra is well, I those think, run it's like, like 70. It's still almost seventy bucks. Yeah. So that's a good bundle. Yeah, it's a really good bundle. Definitely. Um, see and some of the other titles. Like I said, after they did the thing where New Light was coming out, this is like the biggest cross promotion. Like obviously, you can play Destiny. It's free to play. Yeah. Now at this point, so you can just pay for the Stadia service and play this game for free. So you can buy games outright for your library, but then they also have a certain amount of titles that are tied in with the service. Is is that how I how I understand it? Yeah. Okay. And this will show you like kind of what it all is. You can play it on your PC. You can play it on your laptop. You can even play it on your phone. It's uh, whatever the new pixels that are. This is running on a Pixel 3. Oh. Um, but you can play the games on the Stadia service for the Pixel 3, Pixel 4. Once it launches, tablets, TV. And then you see your little Chromecast yeah. uh, Ultra. A little dangly there. there. And everything. 
just letting you know that you can play it with basically anything that's Google integrated. We'll mm-hmm. be having it on there. I'm assuming more phones will get it down the road, but knowing me and you, we'll already have the yeah, Pixel one that comes through for uh, 60 frames per second, 4K resolution. There's the uh, the bar I was talking about. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So it's it's between 30 and 35 as your your 30 35 as will get you the 4K at 65 frames a second. So if you're just running 1080p if though, it's 1080p, 20. It's 20 is, your, is your threshold. And you can even if you're running between five and ten, you can still, still 720. So there, instead of sacrificing load times and everything, you're going to sacrifice visual quality. Yes. Is probably what you'll see more yep. of. I'd rather that than have a fucking glitch in a in a first person shoot yeah. first person shooter game. And uh, cool. So here's some of the opening titles. Uh, we we knew Destiny two. I said before, uh, we've got Dragon Ball Xenoverse two, the new Doom Doom Eternal that's coming out in July, or uh, not in July. That's coming out mm-hmm. later in the year. Uh, Wolfenstein Young Blood, Grid, Baldur's Gate three, Metro Exodus, Thumper, Final Fantasy fifteen, Rage two, the Tomb Raider trilogy. Nice. Uh, Elder Scrolls Online will be on there. Division two, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, the new Ghost Recon will be coming out later World this Combat year. World Combat eleven. World Combat eleven. Dark Siders, uh, Borderlands three, NBA two Ks, uh, tons of fucking games. And that those, says, are, those are just launch titles. And too. that says available for purchase on Stadia. Yes. So you aren't getting. It's not like cross-platform kind of a thing. No, I mean, you're not getting any games with that membership price monthly. No. Oh, okay. See, no, I you pay the it. monthly to actually be able to use that's their just service to, use the to stream service. it with. That's why I was saying I think that that's why their Destiny 2 is such a big promotion for them. Because, because it's free. Whenever this comes out in November, It'll it's be already going to gonna have new light on there. It's going to be free to play. People will be able to play a whole campaign plus those two expansions yeah. on here completely for free, yeah. at least to test out the service yeah. and see how you like it. Kind yeah. Of. So it makes perfect sense to why they want to coincide it. But that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and there's your Founders Edition package that I talked about with the night blue Stadia controller. I will probably not get that controller. I will play with... Uh, you don't like a, um, a night blue controller. No, not You're that I don't like blue. Con- controller. You're I like, just I don't, hate, I don't see I fucking how hate gonna, blue. A lot of people want this, I and mean, the integration for it, it has a direct capture that will go to a YouTube page. Like if I Which you don't care it. about that. And then it has the Google search. If you want to look for something, you could, it will automatically queue a search for you in YouTube basically to find out where your... Uh, Gotcha. Where where you need as far mm-hmm. as like a guide is falls into place. I don't really need that, and it's it already said that it's incorporated with any controller I can use. The Nintendo Pro so Bluetooth controller. is that yep. what it's through? Okay. Nintendo Pro controller I can use the new Xbox controllers. You can use uh, uh, DualShock too yeah. as well. So any controller works with it already. Nice. So I'll really I just got the Chromecast Ultra. I'll pay for my first month. Try it out with maybe Destiny or something, and use my Xbox controller and see yeah. how it runs. But we'll look at that in in November. Cool. Yeah. Um, we actually got a uh, a leaked trailer for Monster Hunter. <gasps> yeah. Um, have you seen this at all? Yeah. The the trailer for it. It doesn't look too horrible either. No, the monster I thought looked cool that they yeah. showed, and then of course you just get like a a Mila Jovich like in action in a desert type scenario, ready mm-hmm. to fucking kick some ass. Uh, but otherwise, like I w- expecting this to be very cringe inducing. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't really scream. Yeah. Great. It looks like, I mean, and because you got big studio action behind it, you're going to have CGI monsters. Right. You got Mila Jovich, which has been tied to a, a Resident Evil uh, series that lasted way longer than most people probably think it should have and are not like, I don't see, I don't feel like the Resident Evil fans of the movie are also the people that are fans of the game for the most part. There's not a lot of overlap. It's people who like the movies and the people who like the games. Um, 
So I I get where there would be a little bit of a kind of cringe factor with it. But yeah, I not knowing anything about Monster Hunter, I thought that the monster looked really good for, you know, just the world of CGI right now. I mean, there's there's things that can go so right and things that can go so wrong and I'm I'm excited for that. Might be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um I have a couple more news topics to talk about, and then we can Hit hop them. into some more uh, some more personals that we didn't get from the last time. Yeah, uh, a little bit of a rapid fire of a couple things that I seen. Uh, saw Lucifer was renewed for the fifth and final season. Yes, did we talk about that before. Um, I don't think we did, but they were pretty upfront about that at the beginning. Yeah. They were like, "We're going to do two seasons, and we're going to be done with this." Which yeah. they did ten episode seasons, which. Uh, the first three seasons of Lucifer are like 22 episodes, so sure. it's almost like four seasons, really. But you know, Netflix does things a little differently. Uh, Ant Man three and Thor four are reportedly coming into Phase four of the MCU. Really? Yes, they, they've confirmed that. Yep, that's uh, that's something that'll be coming down the pipe. I don't I'm assuming believe 2021 it. or something like I don't that. Maybe further it. down the road. I don't really know. I don't think Thor four. I'm 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 gonna nix it. I think I it's. I I think an Ant Man three because they're they're trilogy hungry. Yeah, uh, but I don't. I don't think a Thor four is going to happen. I don't know. I really, truly don't know. This is something that they were talking about. I guess uh, during the course of E three, Xbox uh, Xbox head exec Phil Spencer was quoted as saying that E three just isn't as good without Sony being there. Yeah, like that I was actually that. something that made me made me excited that he was actually trying to say that and promote growth. And people were also kind of curious if. Uh, which this year, more so than any other, they were wondering if E3 was going to happen for sure or not next year. I guess that there wasn't as much hype and there wasn't as many people there as what they usually get at a regular turnout. And I think part of that was because of Sony. And then part of it was just also just, I, I don't know, I guess just general turnout wasn't the way that they were hoping about for public viewing. The, re- the release was weird for me because I felt like it was almost the same as, this is a weird comparison, but it was the same as the commercials for Super Bowl. You think um, like ahead of Super Bowl this year, we got like a bunch of those commercials yeah, yeah. released, whereas normally it's like watch the Super Bowl to see those new commercials. I felt like we got a lot of game releases pre E3 this year. Yeah. And that's the one we normally. Yeah. It was, it was, we talked about before on one of our old episodes. Uh, it just makes me wonder if that's like if that's the new thing, like that's the new publicity stunt, you know, yeah. trying to be, and it sounds maybe like we talked about a little bit before, almost a little like conspiracy theory esque mm-hmm. that, Oh, there's a leak all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, I guess we might as well show the trailer. We were going to talk about at E3 and then here at the show floor, we'll show you a little bit more about the game. It's almost like, it seems like to me, somebody on purpose is leaking quote um, unquote the trailers a little bit because like there's stuff about like ghost recon. Yeah. That came out the very end of May, mm-hmm. like a week and a half before E3 even happened. And yeah. we knew that the name of the Ghost Recon, we heard heard maybe rumors about John Bernthal or a star or something like that being in it. And then the next day, they were just like, ah, we might as well go ahead and announce it. Here's the trailer for Ghost Recon Breakpoint. And yeah, yeah John Bernthal's in it. And it almost makes you wonder, like, does is Ubisoft the, on purpose saying, like, hey, news outlet, Kotaku, here's... Uh-huh. Here's a little sneak peek. Here, take a couple pictures. Talk about it a little bit, and then we'll talk about it then tomorrow. It's just it's weird. I'm I'm sure that it costs a lot of money to have a booth at E3 or to have a panel at E3. Um, yeah, I'm sure those companies are paying Sony, a lot. You know, can't. No, I'm not saying that they're not. But I'm if if all of these companies are getting the idea to well, I can get just as much press if I release around E3 
than paying to go to E3. Why do I even need to go? Why do I need to do all these yeah. things? And then, but you get enough people doing that, eventually nobody's going to give a shit about E3 and they're all just going to be like trying yeah, to that, release that, things that, during that week. That probably does contribute to part of it and everything as well. But I mean, that also leads to, that would lead to me to a decline in numbers, but people wanting to have more in general interest about the games themselves and what they're going to talk about in depth. They're, they're announced, you know, during E3, but not necessarily yeah. physically going. If you already know, there's something that, like, Watchdog Legion. You're like, yeah. oh, well, this leaked to, like, two days beforehand. I know it's going to be a thing. There's no trailer for it yet, but I know it's going to happen. So then you want to watch E3, so that way you can see the trailer. Yeah. You can see the gameplay and know more about it. But that doesn't make Definitely. you necessarily want to go to the show but, floor. Like, just something as simple as the, the Kingdom Hearts Remind. Why the hell did we get that a week ahead of E3? Why I wasn't that just an E3 announcement? I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. Like, some of that stuff is, is stupid, and it's just taking the focus away from E3. And that's going to just hurt the gaming community on a whole, I think, eventually. Yeah. A couple, ro- Like you said, there's speculation that it, will they even have it going forward. But they, we do. that's what I was going to say. They, they, that is something that got announced. They do have dates in I think it's June 9th through 11th of 2020. Yeah. So it is an official thing. They did announce that that is officially happening next year. My guess, is, as of right now, you don't quote me on it, but I'm, I'm going to just speculate Within this next time frame, we'll see some more news about Project Scarlet and some more maybe titles that will be coming out leading up to next year's E3. That way we'll get the definitive announcement of what the Xbox is going to be called. At that same time, we'll probably get Sony having their own event, either releasing the name of what the next console is, if it's PS5 or if it's going to be something different, um, or just another subtle nod to some stuff like what Microsoft did with Project Scarlet. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll get that beforehand just so that way they know. They did come out and say, like, jab a little bit at Microsoft, say, just so you guys know, our console actually is more powerful than what you've been showing for Project Scarlet. So there's that. Yeah. You know, with no true definitive proof since they weren't actually at E3. But sure. now that they've announced that and said some of their stuff and then laid down their cards. If they wanted to do some upgrades since they have uh, over a year and a half until the console probably fucking comes out, they could do that. Yeah. But I'm sure we'll get some stuff about announcements from some Sony stuff during the course of this year. But if I was to guess, we're going to get both consoles launching holiday sometime around the holiday, fall 2020. And we'll have our big, huge arcing war I, I bet sony will probably hop back into e3 next year especially yeah, with maybe they'll them. do it every other i mean that's kind of what uh what marvel does uh with disney now is like or yeah yeah, yeah with uh like the big comic-con like the is it san diego yeah yeah like they're they're only there every other year because they also are there at disney's uh disney yeah, expo the D23 or whatever 23 yeah so, so i don't feel like i don't know if they'll be every other year part of me feels like which it, maybe they just stupid. skipped a year. Maybe they skipped a year so that way they could kind of weigh their options and see what Microsoft was doing as far as like laying their cards on the table. Maybe they didn't just want to talk about exclusives and kind of hint at a console again like it's they like, did last year. Why try to prep for something if they don't have yeah. anything ready? Well, that's what I meant. Like in the yeah. next year, you'll have Microsoft announcing their new console. You'll have Sony probably being there announcing their new console. Mm-hmm. These are launch titles that are going to come out. Here's Halo Infinite. Here's the actual official release date. Will they wait Sony. that late in the game to re- to actually give launch release oh, yeah. dates and yeah. stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Definitely, because you're going to be looking at like six months till actual. Almost, yeah, almost six, six months, months till release. Yeah. I would guess that's crazy. I didn't I thought September they would give you more lead time October, than that. Probably September. I'm it said holiday 2020, but if they really work on it, I feel like a lot of Microsoft consoles have a tendency to release in September. I don't know why. Really? And I think 
Sony does a lot of October. I'm sure there's a holiday in September. They will do something to where they will not release side by side. Oh. That, so that's, that's my thing. What I'm gains sure. more traction, the war between Sony and Microsoft or the election in 2020? What gains more traction? What is what is the what is the bigger to do? <laughs> uh, definitely the election. <laughs> Because you you know already leading into it what kind of a fucking shit show this is going to so, be. What do you like more, gold or paper? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the console wars are definitely going to be sparked. But sure. I mean, that's not going to necessarily be anything that's going to pale. It's going to pale in comparison to one, figuring out who our fucking Democratic candidate is going to be in the first place. <laughs> and for two, seeing what other kind of stupid shit Trump's going to say to try and negate this person. Yeah. Now... There were rumors that they said, which is off you know, topic from a lot of other things that we talk about normally, that there might be a couple actual Republican candidates that run against Donald Trump to yeah, try and fight for a position so. with yeah. it. But that doesn't happen. That never has happened in my lifetime. There's never been a point in time where Bush ran unopposed as a, as a Republican. Even in the prelims? Bush, yeah. Really? Yep. That, that happened that. with Bush Sr., happened with uh, Bush Jr., and it happened with Reagan. Like, they ran unopposed on their side. They were the candidate that the Republican Party was just like, go again, go again. Wow. So there was never anybody else that's done that. against. Well, good. Stuff. I'm glad I that there is. I think it's the same way on the Democratic side as well, too. I think Barack Obama ran unopposed. He was the pre- preliminary candidate. I don't, there wasn't another. Uh, I thought uh, there was. No. Hmm. And I this mean, this is also like one of the whitest spectrums of Democrats. That's ever been whitest. Uh, like not the whitest. Skin color. No. <laughs> Def, if it's Democrats, there's, it's not the whitest. It's a, it's a rainbow coalition. We're get, yeah. Uh, but the one of the whitest uh, margins of candidates that's ever been seen. Like too. just all different, like different saw, walks like, of life. And yeah, I've seen, well, I mean, not just walks of life, but amount of people. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've there's watched, what, uh, like 22 like, faces or something like yeah, that? Yeah, there's like three different uh, town halls they're going to have with like eight people, eight people, eight people to go against one another in like the, the town hall debates and stuff, all standing on stage side by side. And they have to do three rounds of it because there's that many people. <laughs> they just have to. And being more primarily a Democrat, uh, we have to learn from our mistakes. And we have <laughs> to, when we get down to the one candidate that's going to be our Democratic candidate, we all have to support that Democratic candidate because we fucked up last time. Yeah. And and, uh, and not all of that is on... I mean, we we still had Bernie Sanders competing against Hillary after Hillary had won. And yeah. then and you can't have that going forward if we want to do something different. I mean, wanna, we don't like the outcome that happened. Yeah. It's just... It's wild. Uh, you give me some stuff. I got two <laughs> news topics that I'm going to kind of merge together, but then I'm going to okay. be done after that. I got a couple of things for you. Uh, one, they released that they are going to be doing a Blade Runner 2019 comic book. Oh, the, the prequel. Yes. Uh, so it's it's kind of in the middle of... Because what's the first one? What, what When does Blade Runner 1... I'll call it's it Blade Runner 1. It's in the 1. 30s, I Oh, think. so this is... This is this is Legit prequel between everything else. I okay, because what I had heard, but I didn't. I didn't write it down on my topic. Yeah, I so remember you talking about or Blade about Runner. Hearing about twenty nineteen. Yeah, you're a fan. I haven't really been involved in any of the Blade Runner stuff. Um, that's ever. I saw the first movie and was underwhelmed. Um, you saw the original? Yeah, the original. Okay. Uh, it just didn't. I don't know. It's just a cult classic. To people me. built love, it up too it. much. It was that was that was my fault for I, listening to people. Yeah, I could see that being um, a thing. So it didn't do exactly what I. It was it just was, classic Ridley Scott. It's blown out of proportion for. You hear about it for so long, and then you see it, and you go, "That was it." 
It was cool, but I've not. I still I I own twenty forty nine, but I've legitimately not went and watched it. But I've heard nothing but good things to it. Well, cool. So this is just adding to the lore of that world, making it a little bit more rich, uh, giving it a little bit more. Um, Okay, yes, the first movie actually takes place in twenty nineteen. Oh, it does take place. But this is a prequel to the original movie too. I think this leads up to the events of the first movie. Oh, that's what I had. It did say prequel, but I just for some reason I thought that one was one and one was I don't know. Um, we uh, Netflix has hired the writer from Coco that uh, that animated flick mm-hmm. uh, to oversee the Chronicles of Narnia universe. So oh, Chronicles of Narnia like uh, a reboot is yeah their their Netflix has got the license now, and nice. so they are gonna take it in a different direction. I think like um, actually do it in chronological order. I God, I hope so. That's what I was hoping <laughs> for. <laughs> Like, why aren't we starting with Magician's Nephew? Like, yeah. why can't we just do this? Um, and hopefully kind of build some gaps between those stories. Yeah. Because you see a lot of ins and outs of different tales throughout the Chronicles of Narnia. They are chronicles in that sense. Um, I don't know. what What's the last book? I think we talked about this in the podcast Final Battle? Too. The big Is it ba- something the Final Battle? battle? Something I think battle. the last one I read was the sixth book in the series, and I think it's seven books. There is seven books. Okay, are so seven the books. sixth one is the chair one, Silver Chair. Silver Chair, yeah. That's the last one. I never even read the final book. Okay, I think so it is I, called The I Final know, Battle. I think that that's, I don't know why I never did, but whenever I started reading those when I was in like sixth grade, gotcha. and I read them through all the way up until like seventh or eighth grade, but yeah. I never read the final one, though. Huh. And there's a, there's a short story that lives in that world that C.S. Lewis also... Uh, wrote, I can't think of the name of it now. Christian but. guy. Very Christian guy. Yeah, he is. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but I'm excited for this because I like these stories. I think I dig the whole uh, lore, and you could totally build on it. I love that this is probably Netflix's answer to uh, Amazon having the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, I don't uh, think they're going to be able to pale it's it. Like, it's going to pale in comparison to it's what different, they're going to do, though. But I, I think it's like, yeah. it's. I mean, but Amazon's going to spend a fuck ton more money, probably. Who is the witch? Uh, in the Tilda Swinton? Tilda Swinton, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a good white witch. She was. Uh, I never watched any of the other movies. I only watched the first one. Watched the first. I think I watched all of them. I think I watched all because they made three they of them. Three. They did they Prince, Prince Caspian, Caspian and then Voyage of the Dawn Trader. Okay. I never watched the other two. I and only watched the first one. They I, were, I enjoyed the first one. Yeah, they were in development for the longest time on a fourth one. Who played Thomas? Mister Tumnus. That was James McCoy. McAvoy. Was it James McAvoy? Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna go back and rewatch. That. Yeah, he's good in it. I feel like I don't know why, but the first thing that comes to my you head, you lit up. You were like, "Was it?" <laughs> because I was thinking that, but at the same time, in the back of my head, I was just like, "I'm gonna see topless Mr. Thomas," and the first thing I'm gonna think of is him and Split, and this is like an alternate personality. It is his. absolutely. It's just another version of it. It's just this is what happens when he cr- when he goes me, to the wardrobe. Makes me want to see like whenever I finally watch Glass. If it's going to end up having him being Mr. Thomas as a character yes. that he plays in his mind. Yes. Um, but in a, in a sense, this is their kind of widespread widespread universe. Mm. I felt like Tolkien and Lewis were kind of in that same vein of what mm. they built. But Tolkien, they just they did, they did it differently. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So I'm excited to see what Netflix when does. When did Lewis write these books? Oh gosh, uh, I probably around the same time that Tolkien wrote. Because well, Tolkien, I think they were friends. There, that was in like the forties and fifties. Yeah, probably more like forty, heavy forties, heavy in the forties realm. I think they Lewis were friends. The same time. I thought Lewis was older. I think they were around the same time. I'm I don't have to look that up. Friends versus acquaintances, uh, maybe a better word. 
Uh, while you're looking that up, I'm going to say a couple more things. Uh, the DC Black Label is still at it, trying to make some uh, some titles, but it's just hitting uh, dead horses that have already been around. So we're getting a new original origin story for Harley Quinn uh, as a miniseries through the DC Black Label called Harleen, which is Harley Quinzel. It's her, her true real first name. Um, the uh, writer is a guy who I cannot pronounce his name. It is... Uh, got a lot of letters that I can't get. Uh, we'll call him SS because those are his first and last initials. Uh, but he's been on uh, Aquaman and Suicide Squad books. Um, and it looks like he's got an adaptation of the Harley Quinn uh, origin story that we'll see uh, sometime later this year on that. What do you got on dates? So the whole Chronicles of Narnia was written within a window of six years. Oh, wow. That's fucking nuts. So, Lion, the Witch, and Wardrobe came out in 1950. Okay. And that was the, the first book, knows. even though it's not chronologically yes. first. Yes. yes. So I that do remember that. definitely the first book, which makes sense why they did a lot of other. I wanted to see, yeah, Lewis and fellow novelist J.R.R. Tolkien were close friends. Ah, I know my, I know my literature history. Mustache. He's a great guy. Uh, so, writing. 50s when he got his first. Tolkien's influences. Big I wanted to thing. see the. When we got The Hobbit. There's this Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Published. Oh, he wrote them afterwards in the same window. Okay. But the first one came out in 54. Okay. The when did Hobbit? Hobbit was 54? The Hobbit was 54. Okay. The prologue. Cool. No, wait. Did you write The Hobbit or did you write The Fellowship first? I thought The Hobbit came first, but I might be wrong. What I'd the fuck? Well, you would think that this would be easier to find out the uh, dates. Scroll up, scroll up, scroll up. Uh, go over like to the, on the right, on the right. Oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. No, all right, there, go down, 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 three lanes. Up one. There we go. Click that. Proceeding. Um, it came out in what? Uh, 37. 30 Jesus Christ. Wow. 37 was The Hobbit. Okay, so 37 was The Hobbit. 54 and then, was Fellowship. No, no it's, uh, it's right here. I think Writing so. stages for them. It was published first in 1954, but he wrote these in all the novels within 37 to 49. Oh. So he's got a, what, 12 years? Yeah, yeah. 12 years. So he had a... And Lewis had six years yeah. on him. He he got his shit done faster. The first one... He also didn't 19, create a whole language. <laughs> July 29th of 1954. Two Towers was in 54. And then Return of the King was in 55. So it came in within like a year's window, basically a year and a half. He was the the first Stephen King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm going to write a bunch of shit and just... You're going to get two books of two thousand page books a year that gap right there that right there is basically matrix reloaded and matrix revolutions <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome uh what what were the, your uh, your news topics you so had, I had a for couple me? of things i wanted to talk about that were both nintendo centric one was uh, a thing that people were starting to kind of spur about uh whenever they showed some stuff at e3 footage of pokemon sword and shield yeah I have it pulled up here um they're really concerned about the graphics of the game itself. So this is in-game graphics of everything running. Yeah. This is the game itself running yeah, alongside it. mm -hmm. uh, a game that was on 3DS. The graphics are just like super similar. It's like they dumbed stuff down so much so to the point where here's a graphics comparison that people were showing, like in a wooded scene area, the higher resolution of everything that was painted across for Legend Breath of Zelda: of the Breath Wild, of the Wild yeah. which will be, you know, is already over two years old at this mm -hmm. point versus something that's coming out now. And you could see how, like, the grass has zero textures whatsoever. The trees look right blocky and stuff like that. Like, you can see individual blades of grass here mm -hmm. with all the textures and everything. It just looks like such a downgrade for something that you've had 
over three years to be working on, which they said like two years ago said? that they've been working on this. This has yeah. been in development for at least over two years. Did they, I mean, but did they, it's in development for that, but they also released the Pokemon Let's Go in the middle of all that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm not dismaying it anyways because I feel like Pokemon Let's Go looks totally fine for what it is. Yeah. I'm just, I don't need anything more. It's, it's one of those things that I'm okay with because Nintendo's got the way of the Nintendo polish. Absolutely. They, they've got it. It's it's got its own unique spin on things, even if it looks like 3ds. Yes, we've spent years and years looking at a DS, looking at an old you know old Game Boy games mm-hmm. of Pokemon, and we finally get an iteration that's going to be on a console. And people and bitch. People wanted it to be as beautiful as something like Breath of the Wild, and we're expecting all of this stuff. And maybe that might be something that'll come down the road, you know, a year or two from now. I mean, yeah. Now that we know that we're getting Pokemon iterations on an actual fucking console in the first place, which is something people have wanted since fucking <laughs> Super Nintendo GameCube era, you know, like 64 mm-hmm. GameCube era. This is something that people have been wanting, and we finally got it. And now that you're just going to sit here and fucking bitch about the graphics. Sounds about right. Just, Welcome to the internet. It looks better than your 3DS and stuff, but everybody's just like, well, it doesn't look as good as Breath of the Wild. But Nintendo made fucking Breath of the Wild. This is Game Freak. This is a Nintendo yeah, property, but another company is developing this. Nintendo literally fucking made Breath yeah. of the Wild, and it is Legend of Zelda. They are going to put all of their fucking money and yeah. cards into Legend of Zelda. This is like literally one of three of their biggest properties that they yes. own. Absolutely. So, of course, they're going to put all of their stuff and money into that. Game Freak is making this, and they're doing a good job at porting over something that we've looked at for years as blocky mm-hmm. and untextured and stuff, but we adore, and the yeah. characters finally have motion and stuff, and just stop yeah. bitching about stuff. And I also hate to say it, but we've bought the exact same game for how many years? From yes, we go from red and blue? Literally from Pokemon up X, until the, X and Y, yeah. and, and X and Y uh, to Ultra Sun and Moon, <laughs> And even to you know whatever like not not to like Pokemon Sun and Moon looked Sun and Moon. new and looked different. They had a different approach to it. Finally, uh, slightly, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I feel like po- since Pokemon X and Y, all the way up until this one, that, yeah. uh, to not this one, but to Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, those like four games or whatever that came in between there, or the those that series of four games, they all looked pretty much the same. Yeah, realistically, well, and I mean, red you know, and blue and silver and gold and like yes, some graphical enhancements and, and stuff. Platinum, the characters like, didn't look; they looked a little bit more polished. We got more and stuff, color, but but yes, <laughs> more color. The the sprites looked a little better. Sometimes the sprites would actually have motion, yeah. instead of just being standing there. Being, and we bought every single one of them because they're great games. Absolutely. This is going to be a great game. Yeah, stop bitching. Absolutely. Uh, uh, did you hear? And this might be your other thing, but uh, did you hear? The reason they're doing a Breath of the Wild two is because they had too much DLC content to no, even. That's not the other thing, but I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't write it down. Yeah, yeah they, the, they, 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 they just they, had an overabundance of story that they were just like, we which, might as well just make a second game. There's another thing too that kind of bleeds into this. We might not have time for a lot of personal. I'm okay with this. That. We're good, but. Um, a lot of concept stuff, and I'll have to try and see if I can find it here in a second, that people have been seeing um, for the trailer that came out from E3 this year for the sequel of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. There's a lot of subtle nods in some of the stuff that's in the trailer that we've seen from production photos that were in Breath of the Wild leading up to it. Oh. So stuff that was shown in like 2015. Like it may have hit the cutting room floor on the, yeah. on the first game. And they were like basically like... We need to put this in the sequel, kind of a thing. Cool. Like so much so to the point where, at the end of the trailer for the sequel, we see 
the castle, you know, Hyrule Castle starting to rise out of the mm-hmm. ground. There's concept art that you can find online from one of the original That's press neat. conference things that they did in 2015 leading up to the, the development yeah. side of this game. That you see, like, artwork that somebody drew of, like, an uprooted thing and it has like what looks like a version of Ganon on top of it which we think that Ganon is the villain in this one that's like coming back to Mm -hmm. life and uh, that would make total sense it looks exactly like the storyboard that they drew for this and uh, there's like three or four other things that people were showing like Look at the storyboard for this. Now look at the trailer. Yes. Look at the storyboard. They're just, like, they're just doing the exact same thing. They're finally bringing what they originally designed on some shit into life cool. into the sequel. And that also coincides so with all the with DLC that. too. Like they had like, they said something like another 10 to 12 DLC things. Was what they had originally what they had planned for? It? Wow. There was like a bunch of different ones that were concepts that they had talked about from that same conference and stuff that just didn't make it into it. Not like main story plot stuff, but like, there was one that was like there's a a city or like a Goron civilization as well or a new race of people mm-hmm. that were kind of like Goron-esque that lived underground and you would actually go under these underground tunnels oh, that's all cool. underneath un, underneath uh, Hyrule and stuff. And yeah. It would have its own like dungeon stuff down there too. So you would actually go underground into caves and mines and stuff and do stuff down there and uh, some other shit too that they'd add on there. And I was just like... Even if it's the exact same fucking world <laughs> and they added in like not just like the dungeons. That's the one thing about Breath of the Wild that I just didn't like a lot was you, the only true dungeons that you had to explore in that game were the four guardians that you go into. Like you go into the camel, you go into the elephant uh-huh. and you go in and explore these little what I would consider mini dungeons. They're not really that hard and they don't take that much time and it's a shame because the world's so big and expansive if it was something like where they had a final like a dungeon like a like a classic zelda dungeon mm-hmm. like in carved into like the side of a fucking mountain and then here's your ice palace yeah and you have like a classic zelda dungeon in this also huge awesome overarching world that would be the, the tits yes so if they go back and redesign this even if it's in the same world and they incorporate like there's a city that's inside of the like inside this the highest peak you know that you climb up on top of in Breath of the Wild and mm-hmm. you find out that there's like a city inside up here and it's like an ice city and then your dungeon there's like dungeon in it yeah. yeah and then you do the underground civilization and then there's just like a weird decrepit mine that has like an underground lava something or whatever and that's a dungeon there too yeah and then just start incorporating even more things with some of the pre-existing things so you're kind of already familiar with your world and then maybe they add in a couple of extra like islands and continents and stuff added onto the side that they wanted to do but then you have this big overarching story of ganondorf finally coming back in its physical form instead of being calamity ganon from birth of the wild ah. but yeah i'm, I'm super excited for Absolutely. it and just seeing that they're actually wanting to build upon that and this is shit that they've been thinking about for now four years yeah now is this are is this the first sequel to a zelda game like uh, a true like a two of something yeah, and I don't know if they'll call it Breath of the Wild 2 or what they'll do for or if it. They'll, uh, is there, are there other sequels out there as far as like a direct continuation of a story or do they, they typically just store, start consider, from... considered because, I mean, technically Link Between Worlds is a spiritual successor slash sequel to Link to the Past. Oh, okay. Um, because it's not the same story. A lot of the dungeons are the same and the world is the same. Like... Not the same, exact same, because they've changed up a lot of shit. They mess with the mechanics and stuff. Mm -hmm. But you have some of the bosses that are the same from Link to the Past even, too, that they brought back. And it's not not the same game. It's a sequel. 
It is. It's considered a sequel to it. So I guess technically that would be it. And they do have timeline stuff. This is supposed to be... Breath of the Wild is the culmination of the timelines finally merging into one. I think that's Uh, what they had initially said. So this is supposed to be more of a quote-unquote present date because they've had divergencies of timelines based off of time travel that happens in the game. You know what I mean? Like, in one instance what happens in Ocarina of Time, uh, one one version of the story in the timeline is Link wins. Mm-hmm. Link goes back to being a child. That goes to Majora's Mask. He leaves and goes to Tremania. And he does the Majora's Mask story. The other one is Link loses. Ganon wins. Ganon floods the world and purges it. And that leads to Wind Waker. Uh-huh. So there's divergencies of the timeline that happens. It all starts with Skyward Sword. And Skyward Sword is the very beginning. Yeah, that's, okay. that's, I think that's, we've talked about that before. That's like Bible, yeah. like beginning Genesis of where we start. Of yeah. Things. yeah, we've and talked about And it kind of bleeds that. through and it branches down into a couple of different things. And now it's supposed to be merging together with Breath of the Wild. So nice. a lot of people were kind of conceptually thinking like maybe the reason Calamity Ganon was the way that he was in Breath of the Wild was because this is literally all of the Ganons forming into one dark entity. Mm-hmm. That's why he's so powerful. That's mm. why he was able to stop all of the the guardians. That's why he was able to stop Link and capture Zelda and stuff because he's so powerful because it's all of them together. And the same thing like now that Calamity Ganon's been defeated, the single body that was left of Ganondorf will now rise Could and he's like be. the potentially like penultimate Ganondorf yeah. of all. Huh. You know, so do they ever confirm any of this through, or is as most everything just the fans trying to piece everything together? No, make sense they have a definitive timeline. In oh, okay, the, that's uh, in the Zelda encyclopedia. Oh, they cool. actually have it like broken down like, into in this book that's over here. Yeah, yeah I have over, <laughs> it's right over there. What's uh, your other Hyrule Historia? <laughs> What's your other uh, Nintendo news? Uh, there was an image that leaked out earlier today um, from a company called I'm gonna think of, butcher it Hansen. It's a Chinese accessory company, and an image that leaked out was a uh, clear case for a device that they were uh, that they're going to be pushing out um, mm-hmm. in the near future. It's available for pre-order on Amazon, I think, or whatever. Um, but it's uh, kind of adding fuel to the fire that we might be getting a Switch Mini because oh. the design concept that you see in it that the case is for is a oh. miniature version of a Switch that has. God, that looks like the 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 Wii U controller. Mm-hmm. It has <laughs> the Joy Cons don't detach at all yeah. on it. It's all together. It basically looks like a smaller, slimmer, sleeker yeah. version of yeah the Wii. It looks U, like a like a, a bigger tablet, a, a bigger Wii U. But I just thought that that was really cool. That, that is cool. Like that leaked out. Um, Nintendo's had no official statement on it whatsoever. But I'm I'm assuming that maybe might they be had a lot of stuff down from E3, so it might be a, wit, a bit, but maybe we might see in the Nintendo Direct in the next couple months, like maybe in August, they'll be yeah. like, holiday 2019, we'll bring you the Nintendo Switch Mini. You think it'll roll out this year potentially still? Yeah, I still think it could. Cool. If they, they like to keep stuff close to the cuff like that. Yeah. They had a lot of stuff to talk about at E3, too. Yes. Not yeah, just they like did. the characters, but all well, the Well, even their directs have been full. Like they, They've been full of it. Um, especially if they were like, it's not going to have upgraded hardware, so it probably is going to be like a switch in portable mode, essentially, yeah. just in a more. It's like when they did the the new 3ds when yeah. they had 3ds new or whatever yeah. it was. So like, you're going to get something like a Switch Mini that'll be it plays games in 720p portably. Mm-hmm. It's got an even 
it's got a bigger but way bigger battery life in it yeah. non-detachable joy con so it's kind of like having a psp or something like that that yeah. you can take with you on the go but it plays the entire whole library yeah. of switch games and you could probably and still plug it like, into your tv or something but maybe, with, but doesn't have a know that it would, doesn't have a home thing yeah. maybe it maybe it will plug in or maybe it won't i i want to say it probably won't you don't though. think it will i don't think it will i think this is meant to be strictly a portable, a portable. only version like their new answer to the 3ds because they're going to support 3ds games they said as long as there's interest in it, but mm-hmm. once there's no interest in it or the sales decline so rapidly, they're not going to make any more 3DS games, period. Yeah. I just love that this um, will take the same game. So you, we've talked about that yeah, before. It's, it's going to take the same, same game. They're going to say it's going to take the same library. And since you're going to have a unified Nintendo Network ID, you'll be able to download all of your stuff that you've you know, bought before already, yeah. too. I'm so hoping anything that, that you have, you just take it straight with, with you a, in that mode. With a 3DS dying and... With every, I'd like to see them start to do ports over, like we've got with like the Xbox doing the the ports from digital versions. Like, if I bought something for my 3DS and they're discontinuing that, can I play Pokemon Red um, on my on my Switch at some point in time? I see that's the thing. Cool. That's what makes me hopeful for it that we'll get to see some stuff like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I'm not. I don't know. I mean, they've been so close to the cuff still with all of this. I, I still think we might get an N64 Mini, but yeah. I'm wanting to know when we're going to start seeing other ports. There are people that have clamored online and asked them constantly, still, to this fucking day, <laughs> can we please have a better online service to have more than just the NES library yeah. that's on there? It's growing. Yeah. There's no SNES titles. Yeah. There's no 64 titles. People are p- paying $20 a year, and now we'll eventually... I think they said maybe around September they might be changing it again. Oh, yeah? And they'll probably add in more stuff. But, I mean, there are people that are out there that said that they would be willing to play for, you know, remasters. Not even remasters, but it just put out, like, the fucking GameCube games on there. Yeah. It could stay the exact same way. People will buy Mario Sunshine for $15, $20. Absolutely. Again, people yeah. will buy Wii games that mm-hmm. might be remastered to I'll just buy, play with that. I'll buy Sunshine and Galaxy again. Yeah, like, exactly. And, that's they don't, and they, they will work with the Joy-Cons if yeah. you want to do that with yeah, Galaxy they got the Or they could just redesign the way the game controls and just play it with a controller. Yes. Yeah. And it obviously works well enough for Odyssey to be played with controller. Mm-hmm. You don't have to use exactly. the motion, but it's there if yeah. you want to do it. They can do the exact same thing with probably not too much work. I would imagine so, and it's just it's. I'm sure they've got so much on their plate. I know uh, they got a lot of other games with everything. Everybody's like, we win all of it. We win yeah, all of it right now. People Everybody loves to, Nintendo. So yeah, it's hard they, to, people they want to focus on what they're developing because they want to give everybody new, latest, greatest things. Yeah, you know, but they don't have all the time in the world to get everything out. Yeah. But and I, and I understand that, but there's a huge clamoring for people to just even they will there's like I said there's tons of people that are out there that I've seen online that say stuff like, you know, we don't even care if it's a fully remastered version of it. Yeah. You know, like give me Super just Smash me Brothers port. Melee. Yeah. It's a port. It's a frame perfect game already anyways. Give me, you know, fucking Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. You don't it doesn't have to be the, even the Wii U remake version. Just give me the GameCube version of Wind Waker. Yeah, you know, it's something I to guess that effect. What they deal with is they've got such great IP that's under the Nintendo wing, whereas like Xbox and PlayStation can do like they've half the games that they've got on, well, more than half that they have on their gold and their 
PS Now and all that, like those aren't even their titles. Right. And so other companies are shit. working on they'll they'll work on remastering and moving that over the ports and all that, and then they'll say, hey, this is ready to be ported. Whereas like Nintendo just has so much great shit under their umbrella. Right. That I'm sure they're they probably are struggling to keep up with it. Oh, I would and, imagine. Like, so. and this is, it, it's such a massive company, and they have so many different divisions worldwide. Yeah. And it, I wonder. It makes me wonder who works on what where. Yeah. Because I know Nintendo Japan has several branches over throughout the course all, all over Japan. But, mm-hmm. you know, the main central hub works on these games that are new and stuff like that. But what, we, is there a branch of Nintendo America that could maybe work on not even remasters, but trying to push this out for their, you know, Nintendo yeah. store or the eShop or whatever? Yeah. You know, just that. I thought it was cool just to bring up the concept that there's some uh, some hubbub about, I guess, a company that's trying to make some shit for a console we don't even know exists yet. But yeah. I like have, speculation of it. Have you seen the uh, the little... I think I've only seen them in like a... It must be like a, a Japan uh, online store or something. That's not anything that I've seen in the States. But they've got these like killer grips that you can use for your Joy-Cons. Uh, they're uh, like they're they're almost a, a nice big so handle. Th- that's they're making it with. Uh, they're, they're those come out in July or August. Really, they come out in the states in the July. Yeah, August? they will, and it's cool. for they're specifically around the game. Uh, fuck, I forgot what it is. It's a Platinum's game game that's coming out. I think it's in August, and I think those are actually coming out in July. And it's by the company Hori. They make okay. uh, they make all kinds of third party controls, but the Joy Cons that are attached to it are the size of the Duke, which is like the old Xbox one oh, controller, yeah? the fat one. Yeah. It's like the same size as that. I, I showed like they're, that. They're fat, and they've got the, the, the real D-pad on there, and they look pretty cool. The ones that I saw, I don't know if they're the same exact ones, but I'm sure they're pretty close. They're like those. a red and black. Yep. Yep, that's it. So those are the, yeah, those are the ones. They're, those come out uh, in... Crap, when is it? Yeah, I was Damon, no, it's not. It's it's uh, it's July because it's uh, Damon X Machina. Those are the oh. inspired controllers for that game, gotcha. specifically that they did for it. But yeah, it's like the size of the fat pad that they yes. used to get for the Xbox One. I was like, I want got, those. It's bad. got like fucking turbo on it too, and all kinds of stuff. It's got the joysticks in the size of like the yep. old Xbox and the bumpers and stuff. That is fucking awesome. I want them. Yeah. I saw that. Oh, I was the, like, the, uh, the new controller that they're making, the slime controller. I saw that. that. I don't know anything about that, but it, it looks funny for Dragon Quest. I okay, think it's just for funsies. That's that's the slime is uh from from Dragon Quest. It's like an iconic enemy that you oh, can okay. fight as. But uh, yeah, it's it's supposed to have battery, good battery life, like the fucking Pro controller and nice. everything, but just designed into a, that's a slime. I like it. I don't and know that, what that would feel like holding it like this, like cone shaped upside that's down. Weird. It looks weird. But I, the, I also don't like the sticks side by side either. No. It's no. too close. It's like the Sony on the Dual Shock it's it fits well because they're so the distance is good enough apart. Yeah. I don't feel like my fingers are no, bumping I don't together. Either. Yeah. But that looks like they'll be It like looks real tight. Yeah. But uh it looks like the price point on that was like 44 bucks I think on it scroll down just so a little 40? bit more. Yeah, right. There. Yeah, 43.99. Yeah. That's on Play Asia. The, they have a lot of uh ports that come through. Oh, they got the internet yeah. port. Okay. Not yet published or released. Expected ship dates October, October 1st. 1st. Okay. okay. So the game, Damon X Machina, comes out, I think, in July. Okay. And then I guess this is the one that they did, kind of designed and inspired it based off of, I guess. Yeah, I like it. I don't even want to play that game, but I definitely want that controller. Yeah, I love the, <laughs> I love having an assigned turbo button for something. I can only imagine like what that would be good for, like 
playing track and field or something like mm-hmm. the NES game yeah. on there and At just your letting, letting it tap A and just watching your character fucking take off. Oh, is that what it what that does? What a, yeah, you assign it to a button. It's like you're rapidly and it's just testing. Like, it. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't know that. So if like people used to do that with like Contra back in the day, like, yeah, you would assign a turbo controller for just like NES to shoot and to shoot, true. and all you would have to do is just worry just about run. jumping and platforming, and your guy would just shoot automatically that's in front awesome. of you. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. I like that it's got bumpers like for the th- stuff on the back too, yeah. like on the triggers. That's yeah. cool. That's a killer controller. Yeah, that price point's not horrible. I mean, no, it's not, third party, not for what but it is. Yeah, especially since it slides in. That's somebody said that. Who was it? Uh, I showed this to uh, to Dallas and the other guys um, on GGB podcast. Yeah, and uh, we didn't talk about it on the podcast because we haven't recorded that podcast in over a fucking year. But uh, <laughs> or it seems like it's been a year. Uh, since these do detach and they come apart, you can put that in that metal grip. On that one that you it get. it would almost be like holding like a fucking That's true, yeah. controller. And you could just play it that way detached. I didn't think that, about that. that. Really, that really you could still that. you could still use that thing that yeah. comes with it. Because it should sync up. It's, Why not? It pairs yeah. up with it the same way as a controller. So each one of those would individually, you can see they have the sync icons for yep. Joy-Con right and Joy-Con left and stuff. So you could actually play them as standalones too. As like, a, play like Mario Kart or whatever yeah. shit yeah. you want to on that. That's the, the, I don't know why it's for Damon X Machina, but it seems like a, even if I wish that it wasn't as fat as it was, because I really never liked the Duke controller. I, it's, it's, it is quite but, wide, but I'm in. But if it was the size of like 360 controller, or Xbox One yeah. controller grip, that would be ideal. But yeah, it'll I mean, work for that. It'll work for that kind of wide kind of setup like that. I'm on board for it. Absolutely. Like I said, the thumbsticks are in the right position mm-hmm. for me because I prefer the thumbsticks at the angle Offset, like the yeah. specs. That's That's just me. But I, I, I like I'm the D pad. It looks rad. Kind of set up that way. Um, Want to talk about some upcoming releases that we got <gasps> coming down the pike? So no, don't uh, do it. We are. Uh, this is the week of Spider Man: Far From Home. Spider Man. Yes. July second. Uh, yeah, sure. Is that the release date? I don't know when the release date. I feel like it's July second. Is it? Is it? That's a Tuesday. It's a, it's a different day because of the Fourth of July weekend. Oh, so they're putting it on Tuesday. Of July. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's going to have second. a hell of a release weekend. Then, if it's Open the second, day. all the if they're going to say Tuesday through Sunday is your is your opening weekend. Let's see. That's going to be yeah, wild. July second. Wow. Cool. Which made me excited because that's. That'll be the second day of my plant shutdown vacation. So I'm actually so be on that. I shit. might be able to get to go You'll see be it that, that day. Yeah. I wonder if it's a, since it opens on a Tuesday, if they'll have the matinee pricing. For that. <laughs> Probably. Uh, I don't know. I doubt it since it's that's an opening day. Wild. But at the, sa- at the same time, if I could go see the movie when it comes out on yes. the day and only pay five bucks for a ticket, yeah. that'd be fucking. Which dope. I noticed they upped that. I don't know if you pay attention, but it's six dollars now. Oh no! I, didn't I noticed know that. that the last time they advertised. I've never that it seen was... this poster, but that's cool. <laughs> With all the stamps yes. from the places on the Spider-Man mask. Yes. That's um. Cool. We are also that is this. Uh, we're getting the DVD or I guess home release. You don't call it DVD release anymore, do you? DVD Blu-ray release. You I mean, it, it still comes out on DVD it's as your well. Home? Can I call it a home release? Uh, home video release. <laughs> home video. You say like video. A VHS. <laughs> Get it it's on even VHS. Older <laughs> <laughs> DVD Blu-ray. I just want to. Um, I want to see what it says because I know like what the word is. Joe Blow. Yeah, they still say new DVD and Blu-ray because it comes okay. out on both still. I gotcha. The DVD Blu-ray release of The Haunting of Sharon Tate, the Hillary Duff movie, 
um, is going to be coming out this week as well. So the haunting of Hillary Duff's vagina. <laughs> so if you uh, if you're interested in it, which I am, I think I'll watch this movie at some point. Um, why not? Right? You can check that shit out. Uh, haunting of Sharon Tate releases. Uh, there's not any music that really caught my fancy coming out this week uh, or TV that's starting up, but I do have some comics that might be uh, notable if you're into that kind of thing. Comic books? Uh, yeah, we're getting uh, the deceased number three, which is DC's mm-hmm. uh, zombie, zombie kind of comic book. So number three is coming out of that. That's dank nasty, bro. That's right. Uh, Star Wars Target Vader number one. So this is a new... Uh, Darth Vader miniseries that they're releasing. Uh, Vader is, they're just, they love Vader, which um, Dark Horse did too when they had it. There were like 900 different miniseries of Darth Vader that came out uh, under DC's, or uh, DC, good God, Dark Horse's umbrella. So Star Wars Target Vader number one releases this week. Uh, We also get Doom Patrol, Weight of the Worlds number one, which is uh, the new young animal Doom Patrol release. So, uh, Gerard Way did Doom Patrol up to like issue 12 or 15, something like that. Uh, but then it stopped and they've been on a little bit of a break. But it looks like they'll be picking up with this miniseries called Weight of the World. So number one starts off uh, the week of the fourth. Uh, then we get Rocco's Modern Afterlife number four. Afterlife. Rocco's Modern Life. Afterlife. Uh, so Afterlife uh, is the... The zombie version of Rocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is number four. We'll be wrapping up that what miniseries. Was the, the first one that is on Comicsology Unlimited of the Rocco series. Is yeah, that, that's not Afterlife, is no, it? No, that's that's just the the series they did uh, last year. I think it was yeah, one it was that last did. year's. I it's eight issues. Started. I'm 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 a fourth of the way into the first trade. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think start, they I have everything. It, not they not have everything far. on there now from that yeah. run. I don't think they have. It's horrible. She had to shit his pants. It literally smells like shit. It smells like when my baby shits. Mm. I can taste it. Because it like, hit my mouth and it, like, literally I felt like I could taste whatever it was. This new way that we're set up, I can just I felt like stare you had, at you. you, my I, feel like you I felt like you had hummus recently. My legs are open and it just flows, it flows out in your no, mouth. We're done. We're done talking about it. <laughs> so you can get all of uh, the Rocco miniseries one through eight on Comicsology right now. I don't think they have quote unquote volume two on there, so you may have to read them in individual issues. But they are all on unlimited. Oh darn! You can do that. Um, and then last but not least, there is a Postal Deliverance number one, which is the new series from the Postal Universe. If you like haven't a video had video game, no uh, comic. Um, if is you it ha- based on the video game, I don't think so. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to check out the Postal series, it ran for like, I think it's like nine or ten volumes. It was crazy. Uh, but it's a really good series, uh, comic book series, that uh, came out a few years back. I want to say it's probably, what's it say? 2015 was our first issue. Um, but it's a it's a pretty solid book. And so Postal Deliverance is a uh, an offshoot of that same universe continuing that story. Um, oh, they have a television adaptation developing in Hulu for it. Oh, yeah? That's what it says. Cool. Awesome. So uh, if you liked Postal or if you're interested in Postal, 
Um, I definitely recommend checking it out. It was very good. Uh, Top Cow did it. And um, then we got Postal Deliverance, so you can pick up right there. Nice. Um, like I said, it's on Unlimited as well. So if you want to pick up that and start reading it and you have that Comixology Unlimited uh, thing, uh, then, yeah, you should you should do it. I recommend it. And that's our upcoming releases. Yeah, the video game series is like, literally, like he's a, he's a postal... Like a postal worker, postal worker guy, but he goes on like a fucking rampage. Like it's like, like he a, goes postal. Literally, is like and like an ultra violent game. You can do all kinds of crazy shit. Like you carry around a a gas can that has like indefinite gas, and you can pour it on like cats or whatever, and just light it on wow. fire. Like it, it, it's like nose hole bar. You can do whatever. He uh, there's also like a button to piss, and you can just piss on people <laughs> or anything or whatever. That's wild. It just there's there's all kinds of crazy shits excessively excessively violent i was just curious if it was like set in that universe no and i don't even know i i read quite a bit of the the first like that whole set probably let's say through like issue 20 maybe um and i don't remember any reason why it was called postal honestly gotcha like i can't remember any kind of connection to it something Um, tied to it that's weird um, I know this is completely unprofessional, but what do you want to do next? Are you ready? To, do you want to wrap up the show? Um, or do you have anything else that you want to tell the fine folks? I don't really have any other stuff. I mean, we've got, I've got a couple of personals, but it's just stuff that I didn't get to touch on last episode. Uh, movie TV wise, I, I also started watching comic book men because I've never yeah. watched. You never watched it. I've watched parts of it when it was on from yeah. like the first couple of seasons yeah. based around like walking dead time, but I never watched it, watched it. And since it's all on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. uh, I started watching through the first season, and uh, I'm about to start on the second season. I'm nice. just going to start watching through the series because I've never watched all of it. It starts flying after season one because season one are hour episodes. Yeah. yeah. And then it goes into half hours after cool. that, and you kind of go, where did this go? Like, you want more. Yeah. That's what I find. No, I, 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 I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it's a... I think it's a good it's like time. A family it, friendly version of Tell Them Steve Day. Yeah, essentially. I mean, I love just the opening segments of the, all of them just in the store, just, just having a rant over whatever and just yeah. their tangents that they just kind of go on. And, and you know, it's like you can tell the way that Brian and Walt and Ming and Mike are all kind of ranting back and forth with each other that it's very nondescript. Like somebody was literally just like, hey, talk about, you know, something about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then they just fucking talk about it. Yeah. And that's it. Well, you know, and, they just and go on whatever they want to talk about. It. You know, from listening to tell them Steve Day for so long that if they did anything but just tell them to talk, yeah. they would tell them to go fuck themselves. Basically, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it was like, just it's 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 yeah, it's the, like you said, it's like a family friendly version of the show. So yeah. it's, it's nice having more content than whatever I had because I've been going back. It's kind of tied into my audio and also listening to older episodes of Tell Them Steve Day yeah. to kind of preoccupy some blank moments of newer uploads of stuff that I it's listen to. It's hard to listen to anything else, isn't it? Yeah, it's, I, just, I it's, it's like, such a good consistent. But now that the library's been cut, it's I've I've started over, but it's from two ninety nine up. Um, the rest of the stuff's not available. Everything's hosted on their website now, so you may yeah. just have to change add in their RSS feed. Yeah. Because so they don't make you pay for it. Uh, okay. they moved they migrated everything from now, right? It's just under Tell Them Steve Day. Okay. Like they host their own. Through, tell, I thought they were going to go under Shared Universe with it. No, well, because Shared Universe isn't a network. It's just a. It's just a podcast studio. I know. I thought that that's where they were. Another recording out of there too. Now sometimes, yeah, they still record at the store. Yeah, yeah. It's just for like the the special Specials episodes and stuff. Yeah, 
But um, uh, but no, they're hosting everything directly from the website. Cool. I'll have to add it because everything else I after everything set it happened, because like on if you go back on like Spotify or Podcast Actor or anything like that, you can only download from two ninety nine up. Yeah. So I went back and there. I downloaded those, and so much so to the like this has been since like the past few months. Yeah. But I'm I'm on my older episodes. I think I'm already back up to like three sixty <laughs> almost. It Jeez. was just a really quick, fast thing. So I might have to go back through so I can do like one through two ninety nine now yeah. and pick back up on it because I don't want to get too close to the new because I'm just like, I listened to this like a couple of months ago. Why do I need to listen to it again this exactly. soon? So I was, it was nice going back and listening to the, some of the stuff and filling in the gaps with the, uh, with the Patreon feed with uh, Christmas specials where they should have landed yes. kind of a thing. To and kind of listen to, listen to it in time. So, yeah, and listening to it in time and, and, and having that fill in the gaps and having like, this is why they talked about this at the first of 2018. Kind of get the joke. You know, yeah, yeah. Kind of a thing and leading into that and hearing it as it goes on unfolding and kind of going back and forth, bouncing that. That makes band. sense. And then uh, that was, that's basically it. Cool. I, um, I actually watched the John Wick movies. You did? I watched the one, one and two? the two. You didn't yeah. watch three? No, no, I didn't, I didn't okay. watch I three didn't yet. I thought about I not it. Went, I, I haven't like, gone to the theaters yet. I was yet. like, how hardcore do I want to be? Did you like them? I liked them. Okay. Yes. You didn't love them. I can't. I don't. I don't think I have any love in my heart for media anymore. Why? I don't know. Um, I do. I, I'm enjoying watching this. movies again. Let me get this on clips here. Yeah, do that. Let me get personal with you. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> now we're both leaning back in our chairs. It feels good. This microphone it? is so nice. It's it's just a, it's good. Um, but why is this the thing? As soon as I have it off, or I'm close, like I think it's a comfort level. You speak a little bit louder because you have because it I'm leaning back. Yeah, I think so. So I'm going to have to probably do this from now on. It feels good, though. I'm going to have to have all my articles ready. I'm not going to be able to search. Do this. Just kind of do it on your phone. It's kind of been, but just kind of like, you got one hand on your phone and one hand on the mic. I got one hand in my pocket and the other in flicking a cigarette. Giving a high five. Yeah, there you go. You got this. Um, I I liked him, though. I definitely liked him enough to say I definitely want to read that prequel comic yes, book. I, I want to see three. I'm, I, and I, I did buy the prequel comic book. It's not necessarily for know. the story. It's just, uh, to me, just the nonstop draw of the action that's going on in it. And watching, like, the document, like, the docuseries that's, like, not series, but what leads up to him, like, the behind the scenes that's on, like, the DVDs and stuff. Oh, I see. You can watch that, and uh, there's some stuff that shows all of the training that Keanu had to go through. Like, it shows, like, his full extent of, like, going through SWAT training mm-hmm. for some of it. Um, more, like, hands-on jujitsu training and things. Yeah. And it's just, like, how much, like, he went through, like, I think three to four months of training before John Wick 1 even went on. Um. And it was literally every single day for that three to four months he was doing something. Hmm. Monday through Sunday. Or I Sunday think, through Monday, whatever you want to do. I think you, you hit do. the nail on the head. Like I talked about Baby Driver last week and talking about this this week, and you're talking about the action, how it's cool it is. I don't think I'm an action movie person. I think that I lose. I, I that's where I get yeah. lost. Is I don't I don't like that. It's the draw and appeal to John Wick for a lot of people, especially for you know for me and for like Mandy and other people that I know yeah. that like it. Because Mandy loves those movies too. It's just like it's it's like the penultimate revenge, and it's with. The, the most min- minuscule amount of time to tell your revenge story to. It's literally like 15 minutes of lead up that leads to this, like, you need to fucking you kill everybody for what you've done. 15 minutes of story. Yes. Can. <laughs> and for some people, that resonates well. Yeah. And I don't Others, like revenge stories that much yeah. either. So I guess that. Yeah. I mean, I, and I liked it. I don't, I don't want to, don't get me wrong. Like, I will watch If you don't the like revenge one. stories, don't watch Kill Bill. <laughs> I also have never really like I've tried to watch Kill Bill one yeah. and two like multiple times and just not have 
I don't have that I drive for love it. those movies. Yeah. And maybe that's maybe that's what it is. Maybe we we came to a uh, what's that called? A breakthrough. We had a breakthrough with uh, how I like media. Okay. Yeah. I thought you were talking about me and you. No. I thought you were trying to say like we had a divergency. Like I like this and you like this, and I'm no. just like no, because I think no, we, we like, like we like too things. much of the Absolutely. same thing for us to say that. No, we, 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 we got a we got a breakthrough as to why I do and don't like things. Um, right. I will tell you that speaking of action movies, mm-hmm. um, at Universal Studios, the park, yes. um, a couple weeks ago, and they have a Fast and the Furious ride. Gross. And what was it fast? It was neither fast nor furious. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually one of the lamest rides in the park. Um, but the big thing in parks, and we'll, we'll get into this at some point. One sure. day we'll talk about my visit, um, but not today. Uh, but the the big thing is... Maybe like, it has its own separate thing, because it was such a big trip for you and you were gone for so long. i got to tell you this ride. No, I'm just telling. I'm just saying. Not, oh, not the ride. You tell I the ride. I can tell I meant your trip to Universal and your trip to Disney. Disney, yeah. So we do a bonus pod that's like 30 minutes long. And we just talk about that. I'm going to interview you, though. Okay. I'm going to have questions good, for you about specific I don't have anything. Things. I'm not very good at this. So. And then it'll be, it'll be like the Matt Jackson Chronicle of UGC, but it's just about your week trip. <laughs> Can I do like a weird voice the entire time? If you must. I, I do. I want to get into a character. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's like, me. We'll, we'll figure it out. I'll figure out what that, what okay. that character is. You and that. you have to interview me. Very seriously. Okay. But I have to do this character voice. Is it going to be a, are you still Shad or are you a different person? Who, that's a good question because, because Shad's be a, who went. So I don't know. What if you told the story from the perspective like of a person that viewed <laughs> this person? Like they and, watched me enjoy yeah. the park? Like, he, he, like okay. his name's Hugh. And Hugh, not really. I'm just so saying. So Hugh spied on Hugh Shad. Hugh spied on Shad, and you, this is Hugh's. I'm in. Hughes I like to, this. Yeah, Hugh's my, view is what Hughes, we'll call it. Hughes. <laughs> and so it'll be Hugh's view. Not even on a things. bonus podcast. I'm going to call it the IFNZ miniseries. Hugh's views. <laughs> Hugh's yes. views, episode one. So anytime, <laughs> anytime either one of us any, experience something. <laughs> One of us interviews the other one, and Hugh is the person that has to. You do as Hugh. Yes. You come up with a voice, and I'll do my best imitation of the voice if I experience something. And yes. And be, it'll be Hugh watching Justin and exactly. Andy and Betty yep. doing things. Exactly. Hugh's Views Episode 1 will be yes. Hugh watching Shad going to Universal Studios and, Correct. and Disney. Yes. But also, like, I was spying in the bush. <laughs> yes. Like that. Yes. Um, and... and we may even. I, I'm I a, hope I remember that I talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> and I write it down. I'm please. down with yes. I <laughs> Type will. it up. Um, I I'm even okay with Disney with with Magic Kingdom being a separate episode than Universal. Okay. I think there's enough content to where we could make two separate Hughes views. Sure. Um, so. Anyways. Welcome to our brainstorming <laughs> session that fills up the last 10 minutes of this podcast episode. So uh, there is, there is, like I said, there is a park. No, not a park. A ride. Uh, and Fast there's and the Furious. There's Fast and Furious. There's a lot of rides where you are watching. You're in a, in a vehicle. The vehicle pretends to move or moves a little bit. And then there's a lot of like TV screens around you that yeah. make you feel like you're emerged in mm-hmm. this thing. Um, not I'm a lot f- of I'm a familiar ride. with that. Yes. With... Uh, Something at Universal that was like that. I think it was maybe the Back to the Future ride. Okay, maybe I don't know. There wasn't Back to the Future. There ride was there. one whenever so I went gone. to. But that, Doc that Brown was, is that still w- there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why <laughs> they left him. <laughs> Fucking Marty's gone. 
No, uh, uh, it was there whenever I was there at uh, Universal, but that was like 2001, okay. I think, 2000, 2001, something like that. I was, I was a freshman. Okay. So, yeah, it was around that time, and it was still there, but it was the same vein. Like, each person had basically their own DeLorean, and it was wrapped around. Like, you experienced the stuff, went in the ride. It kind of did its yeah. thing, and your screens were your windows. Was stuff, it? So you seen it all? You were immersed. There's like Marty. See, you couldn't see what was going on behind you because your flux capacitor and yeah. shit was there and the where you put the trash and yes. shit in and everything. So you couldn't see behind you, but you saw all your windows in front and everything was all consumed by what was going on yeah. around you. So same thing, Fast and Furious. You are invited to a party. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but you have to get in a party bus. Gay. So you've I'm got sorry. like... <laughs> Dumb. <laughs> so you get like 12 people in this party bus... And then you go through this this ride. Do you go into a car, or is it the whole thing in a party bus? It's a party bus. The whole thing's party bus. Why? And so then, <laughs> party buses are neither fast nor furious unless you're in speed. That's what I said. Um, <laughs> and so you're in the party bus. You go to the party. The party gets busted, oh. and oh. then you have to uh, gets busted by this bad guy. Um, What's maybe his name? Jason Statham. I don't Dominic. know. Dominic. Somebody's in there. No, Hobbs. Dom's a good guy. Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, one of those guys I think is involved. What? Um, Who you say was a good guy? Isn't Dom? Did that Vin Diesel? Really? I think Dom is. Dude, I have no idea. I think Dominic. I is, just said is, Dominic just to say a random. I think name. Dominic is Dom, and that's Vin Diesel's character. For real? I think so. Dude, yeah. I've not watched one For of these real movies Williams. since Tokyo Drift came out, and that was like <laughs> 2002. And that wasn't even any of those characters. I don't think. I think no. I, think I don't Ludacris know. was the only person wow. that was in that movie. Um, anyways, so you go through and you end up in, they have to protect the party bus because they invited you along, but now the, everything is getting attacked. And so you go on this ride where, uh, you know, Vin Diesel's there, the rocks there and, uh, Michelle Rodriguez. So is this all stuff that they, and it's ripped from the movie or no, is this, this it's is, like they a, filmed it for this. They, yeah, they created like a whole they thing. They were just like, we're going to film some stuff for universals. It's going to be dope guys. It's about a party bus. Yes. Yeah. Great. They wrote this whole like original story and you go through it and it's, um, very stupid. Great. Um, I like it. I want to, one of these episodes, I'm going to use these hooks. I'm going to hang the mics from it like we're in like a fucking boxing <laughs> like, ring. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. Kind of thing. yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. <laughs> Boy. All right. I'm good with that. All right. Do you want to, do you, do you have a palm for this week? For this week? Yeah. Um, it's the same week. <laughs> you assign. <laughs> no, it's not. I know, but this is, it's the same week. <laughs> you assigned me a palm already. What? What you did told I sign me you? I needed to take out Shadowgate. I did not tell you, said, you to do that. You said Shadowgate can be your palm. I said Shadowgate. Is that my palm that I assigned you? Did you play Cave Story? Yeah, I did. You did? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah. Did you not listen to the last episode where we were together? Oh, you didn't listen to my part. <laughs> no, I listened to part of your part, but oh. I didn't get to listen to yeah, all I, of it. Yeah, I played Cave Story. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Maybe next. We'll skip. Don't worry about your palm this no, week. No. No. Shut up. <laughs> Talk about your palm, apart from Shadowgate. Well, you have I another would, one? No, I don't have it. You only have one. We got... No, we don't. We had multiples. I've had written down three or four at one point But I time. can't keep up with that. I need one a week, other, uh, one an episode. Palm is, I'm going to play Destiny 2. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's something I know I'll do. <laughs> I'll You're bring gonna, you more, I'm going to play this I'll game. I'll bring you more content about a game that I've already beaten to death. You don't have to tell death. us any more about it. I don't, I don't but I'm going to... One of these days... 
Whenever there's new content. One of these days. One of these days. I'm going to catch you in the act. Um, so there's something that. Well, the in- initial intent was that on the, the opposite weeks, we would give each other something to do sure. again. Um, so you don't have to. You gave me Shadowgate. Okay. So I need to give you something. Okay, go ahead. In this theory. Of this. I'm going to give you Shadowgate. Um, you you want a bootleg Swamp Thing and watch the first episode of that? Sure. Try it out. Yeah, definitely. Since it's uh, since we're, we're talking about DC getting bootlegged anyways. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know the perfect place to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I recommend it. Okay. Just episode one. Just no, check I mean, it out. I definitely, I mean, ex- ex- I'm excited for it. I've, yeah. heard, I've heard that it, it follows the... Uh, Alan Moore's story. That's what well I hear. I'm not. I'm not totally versed in Alan Moore's story. Uh, that that's one of the ones I read like a, a long while back yeah. when I first like. I was probably like when I first was like in college at SIU and I was close to campus comics. I started getting into comics more hardcore. So that was yeah. like at 2006. Okay. And I picked that up because I remember watching Swamp Thing TV show when I was a kid. Yes. I was just like this seems cool, and I was just like this, this is, is fucking different. cool. Yeah. <laughs> He's Absolutely. a good writer. Yeah, check out that while I while I get into Shadowgate. Okay, cool. What about uh, oh, things gonna find you? Up? You gotta follow me on uh, the Shad Schubert at Shad Schubert on uh, the Shad Schubert at Shad <laughs> Schubert. Shad Schubert. <laughs> Let's start over. Just at Shad Schubert on uh, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and um, and you can also check out the Can't Get Rights. Uh, they're on Facebook. It's mm-hmm. uh, facebook.com slash can't get rights. If you want to see shows, you can also check out shadshubert.com. That's S-H-A-A-D-S-C-H-U-B-E-R-T, where they can find you, Justin Gregory Harris. <laughs> you have to give up my full name. <laughs> <laughs> we can cut it. And no, it's fine. I'm, I don't care. <laughs> People know it. You can find me hey, at randomheroxix hey, hey, on... My a- middle name is William. <laughs> it is. <laughs> You can find me at Random Hero XIX on everything Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Don't forget about the live episode that will be coming in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Episode 50. Uh, a big milestone for us. Yes, it's 40 uh, more than last it time. It's 40 more than last time, and it is going to be live as shit. Yes. Whether anybody's there or not, we're going to have something to talk about. We're going to be talking about stuff whether you're there or not, but we please would love be there. We to do the Yahoo Answers segment, but if it doesn't happen, then it doesn't happen. Yeah. But we, we definitely want to do that. We want to participate with you guys more more frequently. Absolutely. Um, I forgot to also mention you can find me on Grinder at no uh, the Shad Schubert Experience, all one word. Um, and uh, Is this real? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I feel New Zealand. <laughs>
This has been an IFNZ production.